It's time for Football Friday Night in Southern Ohio. Mix 96 FM, Total Media, and Jackson County Broadcasting proudly present Jackson Ironman Football. Tonight's broadcast of Ironman Football is brought to you by Ohio Valley Bank, Paisley Permanent Cosmetics, Buckeye Construction and Restoration, Dan Daly State Farm Insurance, Four Winds Community, McDonald's of Jackson, H&R Block of Jackson, Malloway Designs and Boho Finds, Jackson County Banking Center, Lockard Insurance, Iron City Implements, Rib to Own, Angles Garage and Wrecker Service, Howard Hanna Realtors, the McNerland Network, Faith and Fitness, Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home, Webb's Heating and Cooling, Brian Moore Construction, and Belicio Foods. Jackson Iron Men Football on Mix 96 FM is also brought to you by Leella Lanes of Wellston, Atomic Credit Union, Dave's Custom Butchery, Midway Quick Marts, Riser Equipments, Happenings Bistro, Osborne Equipment Service, Holzer Health Systems, Auto and Truck Tire Center, Pig and Steel Roofing and Siding, Rio Grande Jackson Center, Dakota's Roadhouse, Nimco Propane, Galia Jackson Meg's Alcohol Drug and Mental Health Board, O. Pfizer Miller Wagon and Clag Attorneys at Law, Honda Suzuki Polaris KM and KO of Jackson, Gillum Insurance, sponsor of tonight's Player of the Game. Hothead Burritos and Sheward Folks Insurance, sponsor of the Coach Andy Hall pregame show. And Monroe Collision Center, sponsor of tonight's Hit of the Game. Now, with all of the exciting action of football Friday night and Jackson Iron Men football on Mix 96 FM and around the world on the Total Media Radio app, here's Dan Dobbins, Dan Morrow, and Pete Wilson. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Jackson Ironman Football. Dan Dobbins with Pete Wilson and Dan Morrow, and tonight the Ironmen are home as we finish the first half of this 2023 season. Dan Morrow. We break it up usually two-a-days in scrimmages, the first five weeks, non-league contest. Next week we're going to start talking about FAC opponents, and that five weeks goes quick, so it has been fun. But you know what? I'm still tired from last Friday night. 56-48, the Ironman. I don't think they were ever behind in that game, but got out no. to a seven or fourteen zero lead, and then the pick six made it. And then the Ironmen seemed like they, if they would score, Western Brown would score again. A lot of times we were up two and three touchdowns. We were up three one time, but then we were up two a lot. But then that Western Brown would. It would not go away. They kept answering, keep them within a score throughout that whole fourth quarter. Pete has some numbers. In that third quarter, Western Brown had it like 10 minutes, Pete, out of the 15 or 12. 10, uh, 10 minutes, at, and officially, I, did, I think I said 19 play on the drive after, but I always look at everything before we do it officially. It was a 21-play drive, and the amazing thing is that's a, a high number for any drive, but you would almost automatically assume it's running, but they were passing on almost every down. It was amazing. And tonight we're going to be see just the opposite. The of exact all that. opposite, and it's a, it's a very unique um, opponent, Hamilton Ross. Never have we played in the history of Jackson Ironman football. We touch a little bit on that during the Coach Hall pregame show on there, but it is interesting. They came from two hours away. They had a long bus trip. 
that's why we're starting at 7.30 instead of 7. Plus the fact we have already honored peewee football players and we're going to honor... Uh, I don't. It's not peewee cheerleaders. Cheerleaders that went, little girls that went to the cheerleader clinic, probably at halftime. A lot of things going on tonight, but this is a big game. The Ironmen haven't been four and one for a little while, as Coach Hall indicated. He thinks that's very important for us to get that four and one mark and uh, get get a victory here tonight. Going against the team, and we have said we'll say this in the pregame with him. Only has thrown the ball 12 times in four games. And it's good to be back at home again. And also, the weather is, man, this is the perfect. Perfect. Beautiful night for football. And neat thing is, um, it, it is not a big crowd going to come from Hamilton Ross on there, but we've got a good home crowd here. And you better come tonight if you still are listening to us and you want to come to the game. Remember, the Ironmen are on the road the next three weeks. It might not be a night like this. Four weeks from now when Jackson is back here at Alumni Stadium. Absolutely. Well, the teams are warming up at uh, finishing their pregame activities. We will break away and listen to the Coach Andy Hall pregame show sponsored by Hothead Burritos and Sheward Falks Insurance. Welcome to the Coach Andy Hall pregame show starring Jackson Ironman head football coach Andy Hall and myself, Dan Morrow. Tonight's show is sponsored as it is every week by Hothead Burritos, located in McCarty Crossing Plaza on East Main Street. Hothead Burritos, mild to wild, and also Sheward Volks Insurance. They are so active in our community and they will handle all your insurance needs. Coach? It was win number 120 for you, but nothing came easy as Jackson goes to 3-1, and one, and uh, last Friday's win over Western Brown, 56-48, to 48, a true shootout. We thought it would be. I don't know if we thought it would be to that degree. No, you're right. We This game has always been a shootout to a certain extent, and we had to give some numbers in the pregame about the average scores for the seven games we've played, but... Uh, you know, last week it was something a little bit unexpected. Um, you know, we really felt like that offensively we could do what we want to do and, and run the football, and we did. Um, you know, we talk about, we'll talk about some performances here in a minute. But, you know, defensively was really the, the, the disappointing part. For Really, for a quarter and a half, we played really well defensively. I mean, that first quarter we caused two, you know, the calls in the punt twice and up 14 nothing. Uh, then we turned the ball over on interception. They run it back for a touchdown. And then all of a sudden, things changed. The momentum, you could feel it. They got excited. We kind of let down a little bit. And then all of a sudden, the scoring fest began. Well, we owe now a 5-3 and three record against Western Brown. It's really turned into a pretty neat rivalry. And, it, and granted, it's 90 miles down the road, but great facilities. And uh, I don't mind going there. I enjoy every time we've been there to watch those guys play. You're right. You know, we the head coach and I, you know, we've kind of developed a friendship, and he talked about in the pregame about how that's quietly become a, a nice rival game. You know, both teams travel pretty well. Yes, it's 90 miles, but it's straight up 32, and um, you know they're well coached, disciplined. You know, you don't have any headaches with them, and you know I think it's two teams that compete well, you know, every year against each other. It's two contrasting styles, you know, for sure. Um, which can make good football. And, and if I'm a, a spectator last week, I got my money's worth. Oh, uh, well, typical contrasting styles, perfect way to describe it. We run the ball for over 350 yards. They throw it for well over 350 yards, just different philosophies for each team. You're right, you know, and, you know, f- for what they do, uh, to give up 30 or 40 or sometimes 50 points is not a big deal. You know, they're, they're, they're willing to give that up if they can score 
Um, and we're the opposite. You know, not that I don't care to score a 50-point game, but um, we certainly by no means you know, think giving up 30 or 40 points is a good night for us. And so our expectations on defense is a lot higher. And, you know, I know our defensive staff was disappointed. Our kids uh, were as well. But, you know, give them credit. They made some great plays. I think everyone assumed since Novak had graduated that the new kid wasn't going to be able to do, you know, a whole lot of anything. Well, you know, that kid's been in that offense for three years. And even though he wasn't the starting quarterback, he was their second best receiver. And uh, he understands, you know, what it's all about. And I thought he made some great plays. I thought their receivers made some great plays, especially on third and long situations. Uh, kept them in the ball game. And, and like I said, every time you thought we were pulling away, you look at the score, and, and now all of a sudden it's an eight-point you know, eight margin. So, um, you know, our kids kept fighting, but again, we have to have a lot better defense performance tonight uh, than we did last week. Well, you're making the fans stay all four quarters. Nobody could slip away early on that one. It kept feeling like we were going to get a lead, going to get a lead, but boy, I will say, Western Brown answered the call, and you're right, their quarterback and their receiver, two outstanding efforts. Yeah, they were, and um, you know, again, that's the style of play that they are used to and are comfortable with, and um, like I said, give them credit for making those plays. But, um, you know, a lot of lessons learned. Um, you know, our kids, like I said, they kept fighting. It wasn't like it was just, you know, giving up on it. But um, they, they put some some bad spots there. But, you know, again, the other day, it's a victory. We'll take it um, and we'll move on to, you know, tonight. Wins a win to win. Eli Broman scored two TDs in the game. Drew Wiley caught one, but a young man had a very special night. Yeah, I tell you, Kate had a great night. I mean, I don't know where it's in the record books here at, here at, the, at Jackson, but, you know, over 450 yards total offense. He had 250 yards rushing, uh, four touchdowns uh, running the football. Of course, he had the, the kickoff return that really set the tone there in that third quarter when they were making a comeback. And um, he was just all over the place. Um, you know he's he's had you know just an excellent year up to this point, you know, but he's deserved it. He's worked his tail off to get himself this opportunity, and um, you know we're, we're going to need some of those stats again tonight. No doubt about it. Two twenty rushes, two hundred and fifty-two yards rushing. That's outstanding. Normally you see two hundred and fifty yards rushing, some guys carrying it thirty-six, forty times, but Cade does it. He hits gets such big chunks. Uh, four kickoff returns, one hundred and forty-five yards, but. The one you mentioned that went to the house is one of the highlight film kickoff returns I've ever seen. Two great punt returns that each set up touchdowns. It was just endless. It was. And again, um, you know, credit their offensive line. I thought they played a lot better. You know, those young kids are, are maturing right in front of our eyes. And, um, you know, they were opening up some nice holes for both he and Eli. And, um, you know, we were able to, you know, control the clock that way. But again, uh, you know, offensively a great night for us, something we can build on uh, for tonight. But again, um, you know, something we need, to, we need to be more conscious of defensively. Coach, a little history. Jackson has played 1,108 games of high school football in their history. They are 644 wins, 418 losses, 46 ties. In those 1,108 1, games, four times the two teams have scored over 100 points. The all-time record was in 1973. Remember the game well? Voice of the Army, Mr. Dan Dobbins, played in that game. Jackson beat Waverly 70-44. to That's 114 total points. The second one you were a coach at in 2018, Jackson beat Washington Courthouse 69-40 to for 109 total points. Last night was the third highest scoring game in Jackson history at 56-48 for 104 points. And then 2004, 
Jackson loses to Marietta by a score of 52-51, to but shootouts and fun. I'm glad you're on the winning side of the two of the four. Yeah, you're right, and um, you know we're hoping that doesn't get that situation tonight. I know, you know, last week uh, Ross got beat on a last-second uh, touchdown. Both teams were in the mid-30s at that point, so um, you know a lot of offense there. But again, it's you know it's going to be an exciting situation tonight. Um, you know we're looking forward to this. Going to be a huge crowd tonight. Wow, what a special evening. You talk about it. It's a, one of the biggest nights all year long. I mean, hopefully we're playing for a league championship week 10. But tonight, peewee football and cheerleading going on. We're going to have a lot of young people in the stadium. Yeah, it's nice to recognize those kids. You know, that's the future of our program. Our peewee coaches do a great job. And, you know, there'll be over 150, you know, players here tonight. Uh, lining up the tunnel for our kids, and that really gives our high school kids a chance to understand what you know what idols they are to these young men or these young boys, and um, you know get them high fives before the game and all this. And you know I think it's pretty fun for them to, to see that. But uh, like you said, the cheerleaders going to perform tonight as well. Um, it'd be a great night, you know, to to look at and recognize our youth. I got a granddaughter that's going to be a future cheerleader, she thinks right now, but boy, she went to their clinic and she's pretty excited tonight to be out there on the field. Yeah, it's nice to see those kids run out of the tunnel and uh, they really enjoy that. It gives us a lot of energy and that's something we're going to need. Coach, tonight Jackson plays Hamilton Ross. That's the main part of this evening for being here. It's for the first time ever. So as I said, in 1,108 games, the Jackson Ironmen have played 90 different opponents, but they've never played Hamilton Ross. And I'll be honest, I don't know much about a Hamilton Ross. Can you help us on that? Well, they're a big Division II school out of Hamilton County. They're in Cincinnati. Um, You know, Traditionally, they've been an eight, nine win team here in the last six, seven years. Uh, they lost in the second round in the playoffs against Winton Woods, who we all know is a perennial powerhouse in D2 in, in that part of the state. And, um, you know, they come in tonight one and three, although they lost, like I said, a last second uh, touchdown against Wilmington. Uh, they lost to an undefeated Wyoming team, and they've lost to an undefeated Mount Healthy team. So, um, you know those those schools are really talented that they've played against, and um, you know this is a you know a week five opponent like you said we haven't played before, uh, totally different uh, style of offense than you saw last week. You know these guys run um, inside outside veer, uh, which is a you know a run oriented offense. Uh, their fullback and quarterback are as fast as we'll see all year. Um, both those kids have over uh, 500 some yards rushing up to this point. Um, the offense runs through those two kids, and um, we're going to have to do a great job with our you know, fundamentals of understanding responsibility, who's got the fullback, who's got the quarterback, who has the pitch. And um, you know, they've only thrown the ball 12 times in four games. So you know, that's not something that uh, you know, we shall see the ball out, you know, air you know, thrown a lot tonight. But uh, you know, we've got to stop the run. We've always been pretty good with that. But, again, we're going to see some speed tonight that we haven't seen probably since the Ironton game. A little bit old school football. Both teams not right now putting it up in the air a whole lot. So it's going to be pretty much one in the trenches, wouldn't you think? Oh, definitely. You know, last week's game I think took three and a half hours. It was like a college game. But, you know, tonight it may end up in an hour and 15 minutes. You know, we haven't, you know, thrown the ball as much as I kind of like. But, you know, last week we had to really control the clock as much as we could. Tonight we're going to have to throw the ball more, though.
You know, they have a great run defense. And typically teams that don't throw the ball much usually don't defend the pass very well. And I'm hoping that's the case. You know, we've got some different things ready for Bodie tonight to, to uh, read. And I think we can get the ball out in space to our guys. And, you know, I'd like to get those receivers involved a little bit more. You know, we know that Ryan Simons, is, you know, right now is leading his receptions. He's a great playmaker out there in the slot. Tucker Williams is also playing in their slot. He can make some great plays. You know, Charlie Woodard, Eli Ray on the outside. You know, those kids can, can catch the ball and do some things. And we're going to need their help tonight uh, because, you know, with the three-headed monster we have running back, um, you know, I know that's something that Ross is going to be ready for, so other kids will have to step up and play. You mentioned Bodie, sophomore quarterback, not throwing it a whole lot yet, but I'll tell you what, he had a very big run on third and six to kind of keep the clock running when we were clinching that game. He did. Of course, he had a nice touchdown pass to Drew Wiley in the back of the end zone. Uh, he's coming along, you know, and I know that, you know, he works at it every day in practice, really, you know, understands and trying to understand his craft and, um, you know, again, a lot of things are happening to him really quickly, and he's got to grow up quickly. You know, we don't have, you know, this town doesn't have a lot of patience for 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 young kids and in, in sense of hey, you want you got to play, you got to play now, and you know they understand that. But uh, you know, happy with his progress, and he's going to have to do some more things for us tonight. Offensively, obviously, the offensive line probably had one of their better performances. We have to real run the ball tonight, don't you think? Going to have to, you know, in this situation where, you know, again, we got to be, you know, both run and pass, but again, we got to control the line of scrimmage. That, that's always been a factor for us. If you look at all the years that I've been the head coach here and, and way before I was, I came here, you know, running the football is something that Jackson always prides themselves in, and that's part of our toughest component that we that we really uh, push on our kids. And so, you know, tonight we're going to face a team that's, you know, quite a bit bigger than us. Have great speed on defense. They react to the ball very quickly. Uh, sustaining blocks is going to be a key. Uh, but again, being able to be a little more multi-dimensional than we've been the last couple of weeks will be be important. Defensively, got a tackle in space. You said their quarterback is very fast. He would like to get outside from what little I have seen. He does. You know, both those kids are extremely fast. I mean, I don't know if they're as fast as the Terry kid from Ironton, but they remind me a little bit of, of him. Um, you know, we haven't been real good in space, you know, this year tackling. Uh, we've been working on it. We, we tackled every day this week in practice, and we tackle live more than we usually do. And you're hoping that's going to benefit us. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a mentality and being able to do, use your techniques and get guys on the ground um, because these, these guys run hard. They, they, you know, as soon as that ball snaps, they're attacking you at, the, at, you know, at the point of attack. And so, um, we're going to have to understand you know, our responsibilities on the option and get guys to the ground quickly. We're 3-1 and one right now, and I have to think one phase of the game that we have had an advantage in is special teams, whether it's Cade returning punts, kickoffs, and obviously Ethan, Ethan Crabtree gives us an advantage usually every week at the kicker. He does, and, and you know, he's been punting great. Uh, averaging over 40 yards a punt and then you know again his kickoffs you know it's, it's just crucial when they have to start the ball on the 20 yard line each time and and of course you know he's been excellent you know kicking field goals and extra points but uh, you know a game like tonight it may come down to something like that you know we've prepared some different things on special teams uh, that we haven't really shown yet that we're going to use um, you know situational you know, type deals but uh you know that, that that's the third phase of the game. It's very important, and we've been very lucky to to win most of those those battles. It's week five, so obviously there's going to be some injuries. How are we health wise? Well, unfortunately, Blaine Hale sustained a concussion two weeks ago. Um, he is still having some issues, so he's out tonight. Um, uh, Raji Condit 
uh, Caden Conaway, we call him Raji. Um, he sprained an ankle in practice on Wednesday. Um, he's doubtful to play. Um, if that's the case, and Colson Oyer uh, will get to start at tackle. Uh, that means Xander Irvin now gets to play center guard and tackle as a backup. And um, Dylan Long played only a half last week. Um, probably could have gone back in the game, um, but we kept him out. You know, he's ready to go tonight. Need to keep him healthy. Um, but other than that, you know, we're in pretty good shape. You know, nicks and, and cuts and, and bruises here and there. But, uh, you know, besides having Raji out tonight, um, you know, and, and Blaine, uh, overall we're pretty healthy. You know, for a mid-season game that's not a league game, a team we've never played before, pretty electric atmosphere here in the uh, alumni stadium with all the things going on. It is. And it's and our kids are excited about this. I told them, I said, this is a pride thing. You know, it's Southern Ohio versus the big city. Um, you know, we're trying to gain respect around the state, and games like this can cause that to happen. Like I said, Hamilton Ross, even though people here don't know, um, you know, they I've I kind of followed them throughout the last few years because they have played Western Brown, they've played a couple teams that we know pretty well, and and I've gotten some film in the past of them, and they're just you know big physical kids, and like I said, they run the football. You know, they've had a lot of success throughout the years, and you know we felt like there was a good measuring stick again. This again, like I said, it's a non-league game, but it, this is a this is a game that tests, you know, t- tests our toughness, but also tests how good we are. You know, to step up in a Division Two level like we are, um, you know, this gives us a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, can give us a lot of computer points throughout the year if we can win this one tonight. Um, but also give us an understanding of where we're at physically up to this point. Going to be a fun night of football, Coach. We're certainly looking forward to seeing you in the post game. I appreciate it. Again, it's going to be a beautiful night of football. Uh, anytime you get a chance to play here at Alumni Stadium, it's a great opportunity for our kids. And you know, I know after tonight, it's going to be almost a month before we get back here. So I told the kids, really enjoy it, enjoy the atmosphere, uh, and, and hopefully this atmosphere will help us get us a win. Stay tuned for more pregame activities with the voice of the Jackson Ironman, Mr. Dan Dobbins, and the best stat man this side of the Mississippi, Mr. Pete Wilson. We're back here at Alumni Stadium, and it is your Jackson Ironman playing host to Hamilton Ross. Two-hour bus ride by the Hamilton Ross Rams to get here tonight. It's a home-and-home type schedule. We'll be traveling over to their way uh, next year. So this is one of the teams we have never played before in 1,108 games, as we mentioned in the Coach Hall pregame show. I think it's our 91st opponent that the Jackson Ironman have faced against, but this is a first, Pete Wilson. And uh, could there be a better night for football than this? Well, I checked just before we went on the air, 71 degrees, and if there's a cloud in the sky, I can't find it. No, so, uh, uh, I don't know how I don't know how this ranks in the all-time great weather games, but it has to be at least tied for first. It's one of the best. The guys from uh, Hamilton Ross who are doing a broadcast behind us, they they were amazed at the beautiful view that we get to look at every time we do a game here from Alumni Stadium. Right. Well, Hamilton Ross uh, at least uh, had a, a good weather trip, and they should have a good weather trip back. Uh, they come into this game, Dan, kind of a mystery team because, you know, they're way over there on the other end of the state, never played them before, unfamiliar with many of their opponents. They come in with probably a deceiving record of one and three, deceiving because the teams, the cumulative record of the teams they've lost to is ten and two, and they've played a couple teams that, uh, you know, are uh, always in the playoff talk. Uh, Cincinnati, Wyoming, and Mount Healthy, they lost to both of those teams, but Wyoming was very close. Uh, 16 to 12, they were blown out by Mount Healthy, 40 to 14. 
But then they beat Northwest, who was in the playoffs last year, 48-3. to And then they lost a heartbreaker to a team we know a little bit more about in Quiltar direction, Wilmington there in Clinton County, 36-34. Obviously, that game could have went either way. They are Division Two, so they're just a little bit bigger than Jackson. They are in Region 8. Uh, it's going to be a stark difference from last week when we saw that tennis match of, of a game with all that passing from Western Brown. Uh, probably, uh, you know, Coach Hall mentioned this, but only 12 passes in the four games by Hamilton Ross. However, to compensate for that, they have a powerful running attack, a big line, some very talented guys in the backfield. Uh, they'll run out of the wing tee, but they'll also run the veer option as well. A much different challenge for our young Jackson defense. But Hamilton Ross, a decent team, as we said last year, Dan, they went 6-6, six and six, but they were in the playoffs, and they made it to the second round. And uh, this year's roster kind of looks a lot like the Ironmen in that uh, it's kind of a young team. Uh, the breakdown on the roster for them, only 11 seniors, 14 juniors, 6 sophomores, so 31 players in the upper three. They do have 23 freshmen uh, on the roster. So uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. Uh, Ironman, of course, coming off a very emotional win on the road last week. And then, of course, you know, the conference awaits them. So, you know, you want to be ready to play this one uh, because, uh, you know, you want to go in 4-1 and one and stay in the playoff hunt right now. I believe Jackson's sitting up there in the top eight. Hamilton Ross is sitting 12th uh, in their region, which is Region 8 of Division 2. Jackson Ironman just came through the helmet. They had a bunch of supporters down there. Pee Wee football was honored tonight. They were all down there around the helmet, so they ran through them, came out through the band tunnel. Appear to be a pretty excited football team. You should be. You came off your 3-1 and one right now. Um, you came off a huge win, and you're back at home on a beautiful night for football. Turn it over as the Ironmen will kick off tonight as they won the toss, but they deferred, so they will kick off to this Rams uh, football team from Hamilton Ross. And so we'll turn it over to the voice of the Jackson Ironmen, Mr. Dan Dobbins. All right, thank you, Dan. It'll be Ethan Crabtree kicking off for the Ironmen. The Ironmen tonight wearing the red jerseys, white pants, of course, the white numbers and the white helmets. Hamilton Ross, all white uh, uniforms with the yellow numbers. And the Rams, kind of like a Los Angeles Rams. The old Rams helmet, didn't it? All right, back deep are Asian Schmidt and number five, Riley Caldwell. Caldwell is the dangerous back. They stand around the five-yard line. Good crowd on hand. Week number five here for the Ironman and uh, Hamilton Ross. Ram. Todd Cumpson said there is no parking space in the parking lot right now. This kickoff by Crabtree goes about eight yards deep into the end zone. Therefore, the Rams will bring it out to their 20-yard line. Great crowd on the home side. As you would expect, a, a fairly sparse crowd made it tonight from Hamilton Ross. Big crowd over here. All right, first and ten. Let's see who comes out at quarterback. They've had some... Like it may be number one. That's Emory Severance. Very fast. They'll spread the field. They have a single running back as the quarterback steps under center. 
It's like unbalanced line to the right side. They go that way in a big hit. That was Eli Broman, I believe. No, it was actually A.J. Graham. A.J. Graham. A.J. Graham from his inside linebacker position stepped up and made a beautiful tackle to start with. Mike Baker getting the start at one of the down tackle positions. We'll see uh, Blaine, or not Blaine Hale. Blaine Hale still out this week with concussion situation. Ryan Taylor gets the start and Bryce Delaney, the front three for the Ironman. We'll get the other starters next play. All right, second and nine at their 21-yard line. Severance this time hands to the right side, and he's brought down at the 25-yard line by last week's player of the game, Gillum Insurance player of the game, Drew Wiley. Good to see Drew Wiley back healthy. He uh, had an ankle issue last week, but getting the start in there next to A.J. Graham for the Ironman at linebackers. Outside linebackers Nolan Johnson, Gavin Jones. Cornerbacks Ryan Simetz, Cade Wolford. Getting the start there, and Eli Berman and Tucker Williams, the two safeties. Third down along four for the Rams. Severance under center sends a man in motion, and the Ironmen jump into the neutral zone. We're going to give them a first down on that one. That's a five-yard penalty. A moving ball out to the 31-yard line of the Rams, and that'll be a first and ten. 10.54 remaining in this first quarter. We are just underway. We had a late start, a 7.30 kickoff tonight here in this contest. Well, there's a reason. We've got hundreds of cheerleaders here tonight that have been in a cheerleader clinic. They will be honored at halftime. We have a whole bunch of Pee Wee football players also. They were honored in the pregame. Look at those cheerleaders down there on the sideline. First and 10. Hand fumble on the play, and the Ironmen have recovered, it looks like. Yes, they have. Those Ironman come up with the fumble. The quarterback wanted to hand off to the, re- to the uh, running back, and it, the ball just popped up, right up in the air about a couple of feet, and Ironman able to fall on it at the 33-yard line. I apologize. Somebody didn't hold it up in the air. Let us see who recovered the fumble. So I'm not sure what it was, but it's obviously Jackson football, and you're right. The Ironman are going to get a short field from the 33. Pete, did you catch the recovery? I did not. I just I just saw the ball pop up there, and the Ironman signaled that they had it, but it was, looked like it may have been someone in the interior there. Right. The Ironman break the huddle. They have trips out wide to the right side. Ironman goes in motion. He catches the pass at the 30, and down inside the 30-yard line to about the 28. Perhaps the 27-yard line. Nice little throw out there in the flat to Eli Broman. He picks up some positive yards on first down. It's a gain of five. That's first, second down, and five. We talk about the lack of throwing by uh, Hamilton Rossi. I remember don't put it up in the air a whole lot, but they did it on first down there. As they break the huddle, trips to the left. Woodard Simons out wide. And pass to the left. And a big hit on Cade Wolford. He sheds that tackler. And inside the 25, he'll be a couple of yards short of the first down. What will bring up third down and two. Cade coming off one of the fabulous games we remember in a long time last week. Ironman offensive line getting better as the week the year goes on. Hunter Sykes, the senior at the center position. Ryan Taylor and Dylan DeLong, the two guards. Jacob Allen. And then a new man getting the start there. Caden Condit with an ankle injury will not play tonight. Colson. From the 25-yard line, it's third down and two. Axer split, wing to the right, the handoff. They go to that, and big hit there. He did not get the first down. That was Eli Burrowman 
with the carry. He'll come up about a yard short and see what Coach Hall wants to do on this fourth and one. Uh, I think he is going to go for it. He sends Xander Irvin into the lineup. He'll be at one of the guard positions. Or they'll actually go with extra linemen. We see Drew Wiley come out. We see A.J. Graham coming into the lineup. So see what kind of formation. The Army need a full one just inside the 25-yard line to keep this drive alive. And they are going with two tackles on the left side, side-by-side, side, a little bit unbalanced. And here's the handoff to Broman. He's got the first down, a big push by the Ironman O-line on the left side. Well, as that fact, all of the line, and they get the first down to the 20-yard line. Colson Oyer came over, got next to Jacob Allen, Xander Irvin in there. As Coach said, he can play any of the inside three positions on the offensive line. Got a pretty good push there and a first down for the Ironmen. Red zone now for Jackson as they... Taken over after a fumble by Hamilton Ross. Got to take advantage of turnovers. Those are so important in a high school game. Ironman operating on the left hash mark towards the south end of the stadium. High formation, handoff to Cade. Cade looking for a little bit of a gap, and he picks up a couple yards down to the 18-yard line. Do you think Cade Wolford's name was mentioned in the practices at Hamilton this week? I think they know who number eight is. Yeah, 450-plus yards of total offense last week, 252 of them just rushing 20 times. What a game he had over at Western Brown. Pretty good average there. All right, second and eight, off the 18-yard line. Still on the left hash mark. Here's a quick pitch to the right side. The cake cut back, and he's got to go into the end zone untouched. Good block there, and then he cut back to the left, and he goes into the end zone for the game's first score. Right side of that line. Oh, Gavin Jones get a good block on that one, a good kick-out block by Drew Wiley as he does so much. Colson Oyer, good cut there by Cade. He has one tackler, has attempt, an attempt to bring him down. He runs through that tackle and then basically just walks into the end zone. You have to take advantage of turnovers. The Ironman did just that. Jones will snap. And the kick by Ethan Crabtree, up and good, off the hold. Uh, C.J. Crabtree, and 7 nothing years of score. With 7 minutes and 20 seconds remaining first quarter. We'll be back right after this time. The Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home has been serving the Jackson and Oak Hill areas for many years. Starting in Oak Hill in 1941 as the Keener Lewis Funeral Home and expanding into Jackson in 1984 and becoming the Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home in 2012. Throughout the years, we've been a funeral home that believes each family gets the same level of attention and care they deserve during difficult times. Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home, 202 West Maple Avenue in Oak Hill and 28 Harding Avenue in Jackson. Lewis Gillum Funeral Home, Director David Gillum. The Happenings Bistro is located at 1130 Pennsylvania Avenue in Wellston and prides itself on providing a wide variety of home-cooked dishes. They're open Monday through Saturday, 11 to 830, and Sunday, 11 to 7, for both dine-in and takeout. Stop by or call 740-855-4445 to find out what the daily special is today. That's 740-855-4445. The Happenings Bistro, providing comfort food with local flair. While we were away, the uh, kickoff by Ethan Crabtree this time sails about nine yards deep into the end zone for a touchback. Steve Wilson got 
Ironmen do take advantage of the turnover. They go 33 yards, short field, but they get in there. Six plays, uh, kind of the yards tough on the first five, but then they get the pitch to Wolford on the outside. He makes one player miss, and then you can see he was going to go inside the flag for another touchdown. I believe number 12 maybe this year. It is number 12 on the season. Extra point by Crabtree. He hasn't missed this year. 7 nothing Ironmen. Severance. Two more kicks in the end zone. Emory so. Severance is the quarterback for this second drive with the Rams. You know, a little counteraction. Is brought down in the backfield. Was that uh, Xander Sand- Urban? Xander Urban with a big stick in the backfield. Explodes into the secondary there. Tackles him two yards deep and brings him down. Puts him in a second and 12 right off the bat. Jackson deferred their. They won the toss and deferred. And this looks like it may play out. Well, it certainly does now when you, you get the first score and you're going to get that extra possession in the game also. All right, second and 12 for the Rams. Have receivers out to the right. Single running back behind that Ram offensive line, and it's an option, and the pitch is loose oh on the field, gosh. and it will be picked up by the Jackson Ironman inside the five-yard line. Nolan Johnson chased that down. It looked like the quarterback either lost control or pitched it to an invisible man. There was nobody back there if he's running the veer. Might have been just confusion in the play, but Nolan Johnson chases it down, recovers the fumble at the six-yard line. My, my. Wow, what a start for the Ironman. And Johnson, I think I think the quarterback may have been closer to the ball, but Johnson gave him a little push there. Kind and of shoved him out of the way. You're right, Pete. And was able to make the, re- make, make the recovery. That's big right there that Jackson got the ball instead of just the loss. First down and goal from the five-yard line. Jackson comes to the line of scrimmage. Wolford hands off to Nolan Johnson. He goes left side and gets a couple of yards down to the three-yard line. Cut Jeb. Thompson in there at the right guard position this time. There is a late flag that came down. Yeah, I think it's going to be on the airman. Maybe a late hit, uh, unsportsmanlike. I think that'll bring the ball back. Usually it's the second player that in this situation. He's got to get The pushback, the retaliation penalty. Xander Urban getting the call in from... Coach Hall. He got down to the two-yard line, so they'll, move, they'll mark 15 yards. Personal foul. Brings the ball back out to the 17-yard line. will still be second down and goal from the 17. Aaron. Cody Wolford comes to the sideline to get the play from Coach Hall. All right, like a little unbalanced line this time to the right. And it's Wolford with him play action, looking, looking, and still looking upfield. He's got it to 25, and run out of bounds as Eli Broman gets some of that penalty yardage back. He'll be run about out at the 12-yard line. Nice job of just flooding this right side of the field. Bodie rolling to his right, buys a little time out there. Well covered down the field, so what's he do? He kicks it off to his uh, drop pass man there and finds Eli Broman for a positive gain. It'll be third down and goal from the 12-yard line as the airmen break the huddle. Three to the left. Wolford, Simonson, Woodard. 
And Modi takes the snap from the gun, looking into the end zone. He's opened and little overthrown. One to go to the junior or the sophomore, junior Ryan Simon, or he's a sophomore. Sophomore. Uh, and uh, just a little over his head, so now the uh, field goal team will come onto the field. Try to add three more points. Ethan Crabtree, two field goals on the season, going for a third. This looks like it will be a 29-yarder. Piece of cake when you already have a 46-yarder on your resume. From the right hash mark, 29-yard field goal. C.J. Crabtree the hold. Gavin Jones the snap. Gets it on the way. It's up, and it is no No good. good. Wide to the right. A little wide to the right, so the Rams do a nice job of... Uh, stopping the Ironman into the field goal situation, the Ironman hurts themselves there with the penalty. Boy, that's big because once, as we said, with the first possession, you have to take advantage when the other team makes turnovers. We did not get it done on that one. Missed an opportunity for points, so the game still stands with 5:48 to go in the first quarter, seven to nothing, Pete. Right, the Ironman had the ball in great field position. The odds of scoring pretty high on the two-yard line, second down, but. The personal foul penalty changed the complexion. The Ironman unable to overcome that. It certainly did. From the 20-yard line, first and 10. Here's a quarterback keeper around the left side, and he'll lose yardage. Goes back to the 19-yard line. Goes for that Jackson pursuit. Ryan Simon kind of works his way through a whole bunch of bodies there. Yeah, they give him back tackle. To, they give him progress back to the line of scrimmage. Nice job there by the sophomore cornerback. 7 nothing your score with 5.25 remaining in the first quarter. Jackson with the lead. Now the Rams break the huddle of an eye formation. Severance takes the snap, takes to the first, first back, pitches the tailback, trying to get the corner, and he's dragged down after a five-yard gain at the 25-yard line. Talked to Eli Berman earlier this week. I just mentioned he. I said, what do you know about Ross? He goes, they run the football, and I said, boy, it's a strong safety. You ought to enjoy that, and there is a nice play there by our senior strong safety there to wrap him up. Put Ross in a third and five. Let's see if we can get them off the field. Move the ball to the other hash mark on the right side. The Rams. Send one receiver out wide to the left of the slot that way. Severance trying to get the Ironman to jump off sides, and this time the Ironman stay put. And now a delay of game penalty against the Rams will bring up a third down and ten. Don't quite understand that situation, Dan. It looked like they tried to get us to jump and then they almost just stopped and almost let the clock run out for a five-year penalty. Third and ten is a whole lot different when you're a running team. And in your, you know, deep in your own territory. Right. All now on the 20-yard line. As the Rams facing a third down and ten. Single running back for the Rams. Severance stands under center. Sends a man in motion. Pitch to him. Trying to turn it upfield, and he will be stopped short of the first down. First tackle there was Drew Wiley. He had help of three or four other of the Ironman red jerseys. Keep him well short of first down yardage. Fourth down. Forced to punt, we would assume. Looking down, we mentioned Caden Condit, the starting right tackle for the Ironman. He is on the sideline, not dressed tonight. Foot in a boot. 
So we certainly hope that's not something that will last, be lasting week after week. Austin Ferris, number 42, stands in punting formation at his 10-yard line. Knuckleball type snapback, and this is going to be fielded at the Airman 45-yard line. Starting left, now coming back to right. Can we pick up a wall? It's Eli Bromley. That's a 40. That's a 30. 25, 20, 15, and down. Tripped at the 15-yard line. What a great return. Penalty flags, however, on the field. I think they're going to get us for an illegal block back about midfield, but boy, it was a nice job of Broerman bringing it all the way across in front of the home field stands and taking it down to about the 15-yard line. We'll see who the penalty's against, but I got a feeling it's a block against the Ironmen. The Ironmen are walking back. You see it that way, Pistol? Uh, it looks that way. Ironmen seem to know that it's oh, against them. It's a hold against the range. Wow. Wow. Okay. Interesting where they threw the flag at, but it was a penalty against Ross, and we're going to be in great field position for the second, well, for the third straight possession offensively. Give Broerman credit now. I had it figured up. 40 yards on the punt return. The kickoff and punt returns have been excellent for the Ironmen so far this year. Well, man, we had two good returns last week that set up short field touchdown drives. It will now be first and goal for the Ironmen at the eight-yard line. They'd like to capitalize on this one. Missed on their last try opportunity. Tucker Williams is wide to the left for the Ironmen. Back from the eye. And the handoff. Ball is Bumble. loose on the, fo- on the field, and they pile up for it. I don't know. I be- think Nolan Johnson landed on it. The ball was loose, and he did. He comes up with possession. A little bit of a miscommunication there between quarterback and running back, but we recovered it second and goal. Inside three minutes remaining in this 7 nothing game. Jackson with the lead, trying to add one more here in the first quarter. Again, Tucker Williams wide to the left. Backs are in the eye. And Wolford hands off to Brother Cade. And Cade down to the five-yard line. Picks up three yards. It'll bring up third and goal from the five. This has actually done a pretty good job stopping Airman run from tackle to tackle. They have had the problem with the turnovers and penalties, and Jackson needs to take advantage of this. They only hold a 7-0 lead. Make the huddle. Cody Wolfer steps under center. And the pitch will go to Cade, left side, trying to get to the end zone. End line, keep him out. And he will go oh. in. Touchdown, Jackson, but penalty flags thrown around the three-yard line. It's going to be a hold against the Ironmen. Cade goes in easily as they pitch wide to him. The far corner over there uses speed and strength to get in, but the penalty shucks is going to take that one away. I tell you what, I don't know where the hold took place, but it looked like Wolford was going to have the corner. Yes. Remains third down, but the ball will be back around the 12 after the penalties. That is on market at the 13-yard line. Third and goal for Jackson again. We've kind of seen this. Been here before. Yes, we have. 159 to go first quarter. Whole game has taken place down here in the uh, Rams deep in their territory, but Ironman only have one score to show for it. All right. On the left hash mark, the Ironman trips to the right side. Uh, Kay Wolfer goes in motion. 
Bodie in the shotgun, looking right. Throws back to left to Kate. And Kate stays on his feet and he breaks the tackle. Wow. Trying to get the corner, and he will go into the end zone. Touchdown. What a run. Broke three tackles for the touchdown. I mean, that's, they just threw it out to the flash about the 10-yard line for Cade. He brings it another 40 yards against the grain all the way over to the near side corner. Just keeps outrunning would-be tacklers to take it in for his second touchdown in the contest. Well, his third, but only two of them count. Oh, okay. Avin goes to snap. C.J. Crabtree will hold. Ethan Crabtree's kick on the way, and it is good. A break in the action here at Jackson High School. 14-0 Jackson over, over Ross, and we'll be back after this timeout. Howard Hanna, the McNerland Network team, is excited for you to meet our newest agent, Dylan McCarroll. Dylan is a veteran and has worked as a correction officer and is ready to serve Southern Ohio with all of their real estate needs. Just call 740-239-1239 to schedule your free consultation today. Remember, call Dylan McCarroll with the McNerlin Network team at 740-239-1239. That's 740-239-1239. Dakota's, Jackson's premier place for steak and ribs, has been proudly serving the community since 2004. Come out and join us for all your local favorites like our one-of-a-kind onion loaf. Or treat yourself to one of our world-class hand-cut steaks. Enjoy the fall weather fireside on our amazing patio outdoor dining area. At Dakota's, your experience and safety are our number one priority. Here you're always treated like family. That's Dakota's Jackson at 451 McCarty Lane. Great food, great friends. Back here at Jackson High School, 149 remains in this first quarter. Jackson leads it 14 to nothing. Three plays, eight yards. The touchdown, though, comes from 13 because of the penalty. Cade Wolford with that long run on the pass into the flat. And uh, the kick by Crabtree is good for the arm men. Uh, lead 14 to nothing here with 149 to go. Meanwhile, Crabtree kicks another one into the end zone. And this will come back out to the 20 yard line. His third kickoff tonight. Peter was about a five yard pass gain. Cade ran about 35 more yards. Right. The, 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 <laughs> the normal human being on that, you look at the field, you look at the players, you say, he's going to gain some yards, but he's no way he's going to make it into the end zone. Well, yeah, this did. is Cade Wolford. He did. All right, Severance. Brings this team to the line of scrimmage down 14 against these Ironmen. Motion to the right and handoff straight up the middle and a little yardage. And Bryce Delaney in there on the pile up. That'd be number five, uh, Riley Caldwell, the ball carrier. Jackson has done a really good job, Dobby, on first down so far. Keeping them in second and long situations. You know, when you run this much in the offense, you sure want to get four or five yards in that first down. All right. Second and eight. And the quarterback will keep it. There's Johnson in the backfield, and they're going to drop him for a loss. And Nolan forced that, and then in is Eli Ray, I believe, along with... Eli Ray, Bryce Delaney, Delaney. wrapped him up in there. Nolan Johnson kind of blew the play up, made the quarterback not only not turn the corner, but keep running east and west, and they wrapped him up for a loss back to the original line of scrimmage, third and ten. Less than a minute remaining in this uh, first quarter play. What Ross can come up with. (laughs) 
Long count by Severin, the quarterback, and he'll and Peyton, and then pitch it out wide, and this is going nowhere as number 27, that's uh, Carly Armstrong, is brought down for a loss on the play, and now the Rams will be forced into another punt. Sophomore Eli Ray, good job there of getting off what was going to be a would-be blocker, wraps up the running back, brings him down. Nice job by the sophomore. Pete, I think they only have one first down, and that was by penalty, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. We'll let the clock of the first quarter expire, and we'll head to the second quarter. Jackson leads Hamilton Ross Rams 14 to nothing, and we'll be back right after this timeout. An alarming number of preteens are already drinking alcohol, which makes it urgent to find every opportunity to talk to your kids about the dangers of underage drinking. They really do hear you. For tips on what to say, visit talktheyhearyou.samhsa.gov. That's talktheyhearyou.samhsa.gov. This has been a public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, Gaia Jackson Meg's Adam H. Board, and Jackson County Spark. Good people bring good people. At Buckeye Construction and Restoration, it's the foundation of our projects and our company. What started in a garage with two people and a dream now employs over 100 with offices locally in Wellston, Waterford, and Cincinnati. BCR offers competitive salaries, professional development opportunities, and an employee referral bonus program. Join one of the fastest-growing companies in the Midwest by calling 833-775-1595 or visit bcrmco.com to apply. BCR, preserving our history with the hands of craftsmen. Welcome back to Jackson Ironman Football. Dan Dobbins along with Pete Wilson and Dan Morrow. It will be a 4th and 11. The Rams will be punting from their inside the 5-yard line. Where the punter stands, gets a slow snap back to him. This is going to be a short kick. It's going to head towards the Ironman bench and go out of bounds inside the 50. So the Ironman will have great field position to open up this next Four round. times in a row, field possession on the uh the right side of the 50-yard line for Jackson offensively, Pete? Well, we're looking at where they're going to put the ball down. If they're going to put it down, uh, looks like at the Jackson... About the 50? About the 48-yard line. About the 48-yard so punt there by... Uh, Scores 14-0, Pete, but Ironman have dominated time of possession and field position. Now we'll go towards the scoreboard on this next drive for the Airmen as we open up the second quarter. This would be our longest drive, if we could make some points here. Wolford in the shotgun. Cade Wolford goes wide to the right. And the handoff to Broman. Broman is sandwiched in the backfield and will not get back to the line of scrimmage, losing about a half a yard. Decent job there defensively by Hamilton Ross. We were not able to turn the corner there. We did pull a guard, got some bodies out there, but they wrap us up for a one-yard loss. Second and 11. Just underway in tonight's second quarter. First ever meeting between these two teams. Simonson Woodard out wide to the right. Two out here to the near side. Cody Wolford wants to pass, has some pressure. Got a man open at Simons, and he's got the reception to 28 and tackled at the 25-yard line on the far side of the field. Offensive line gave Bodie protection, a little bit of a play-action fake in the back field. He just stood back there and let Ryan Simons run a flag pattern. He hit him in stride, beautiful pass and a catch, and the Ironmen have a first down at the 26. We're going to mark him down at the 26. The Ironmen... 
Break the huddle. Ironman has not passed a lot, but Simons is the leading receiver on the team. That's his fifth reception. And the man in motion from right to left. He sets. Now Wolford takes the snap. Has time. Flushed out of the pocket. And he will pass it. And it's over the head of Ryan Simons around the 13-yard line. Bodie rolling to his left. Just couldn't quite get the pass to the hands of Ryan Simons. He got fingertips on it. Couldn't pull it in. Bodie doing a good job of buying some time back there in the pocket. Gosh, you might think the Ironmen are a passing football team tonight. Yeah, it looks like they but not afraid to put it in the air against these Ross Ram. Right, the play selection, eight runs, six passes. 14-0, and the Jackson leads are at the 26-yard line. Second and 10. Unbounced line to the left side, and they go that way. Hand off to Kate. He cuts it back to the right. Stiff arm at the 25, and then fights his way near the 20-yard line. Good hard running by Cade, and you're right. The stiff arm made one tackler fall to the ground. The second one did get him wrapped up, get him tackled, but does give us a third and five situation here. New line of scrimmage is the 21. You know, we have the 14-0 lead. We've had great field position, but hasn't been nothing's been easy. No, We've had to work for everything. Rams got the opening kickoff, and then now they're about the fourth play. Scrimmage, they fumbled the ball, and the Ironman took it in for the first score of the game on the short field. They lead it 14 to nothing now. And balanced line to the left side. There's a quick pitch that way, and the Rams had that bottled up pretty well as he gets to the 20-yard line. Bring up fourth down, and Ethan Crabtree comes on the field. Or what appears to be a 37-yard field goal. 14-0, Ironman with the lead, trying to get more points. Nine minutes, 30 seconds on a running clock. You're right, Ethan will tee that one up. Be a 37-yard field goal. His kick is on the way, and this one is up and good. 17-0, Jackson jumps or sends her lead. And it's with 9.14 remaining in the first half of play. We'll be back right after this timeout. Looking to add a touch of Jackson County to your home or wardrobe? Head over to Malloway Designs in Boho Finds, your local boutique haven for all things trendy and unique. Look for our mint green door located at 203 Broadway Street, Suite B, in the heart of Jackson. Malloway Designs is the perfect destination for people seeking one-of-a-kind pieces. Open Wednesday through Saturday, Malloway is stocked with hometown apparel and locally crafted goods, specializing in custom tees for all ages. Malloway Designs and Boho Finds. Let them be the light. When your vehicle or semi finds itself stuck on the road, call the rescue team at Angles Garage and Wrecker Service located at 10992 Chillicothe Pike in Jackson. They provide 23 and a half hours of damage-free towing and recovery service. Whether you need roadside service, a tow, or repairs, you can count on their team to get the job done. Angles Garage and Wrecker Service is also an authorized U-Haul dealer. Call Angles Garage and Wrecker Service at 577-3636. Let's hook up. He's in Crabtree to kick off for the Ironman, and this one will be taken in the end zone two yards deep by Riley Caldwell, but he cannot return that, and it will come out to the 20-yard line. Four straight times he's made the Rams face an 80-yard field in front of him offensively. Pete. All right, that was a five-play, 28-yard drive. Um, 
comes after the short punt. Jackson had good field position, able to get one first down on the 23-yard reception assignment, and then, uh, then uh, nothing doing. Crabtree, though, still gives Jackson points on a 37-yard field goal, his third field goal of the year. Ironman now up three scores, very important, 17 to nothing. 9-14 left in the second quarter. And Emory Severance, that is the quarterback, takes the snap in options and pitches it back. And as uh, Caldwell picking up a couple of yards, he's wrapped up by Drew Wiley. Nice job there. Once again, Nolan Johnson forcing the quarterback to pitch early. Then the pursuit was there by the Ironman, Wiley, and a host of others. Wrap him up for a two-yard gain. Once again, Ironman defensively been outstanding on first down. 8.50 remaining in this first half of play. 17 nothing Jackson. Just the lead. Emory Severance walks his team to the line. Wing to the left. And they're going to pass. Looking down the field, and it will be intercepted. Oh! And in and out of the hands of Ryan Simons. And uh, Mason Smith nearly had the deflection into his hands, would have been into the end zone, but uh, that play nicely defended by the Irish. It'll be fourth or third down and eight now for the Rams at the at their own twenty-two yard line. Caldwell the single running back. Man in motion. They off that to the left as keeper by Emery. Now penalty late penalty flag. Wow. See what they sort this one out. Did see Drew Wiley and Bryce Delaney get there, wrap him up. He was way short of first down yardage needed. And that's going to be another penalty against the Ironman. We haven't had penalty issues this year too much. I know. Looks like Coach Taylor out there putting his hands up. What is going on? 15-yard penalty. That moves the ball out to the 40-yard line where it yeah, first down for the Ross Rams. Second first down for Hamilton. Both coming on Jackson penalties. All right, from their own 40-yard line. Clock moving at eight minutes, ten seconds remaining. And the quarterback keeper, he's stuffed at the 42-yard line. Ball Eli Broman wraps him up. Short gain, maybe three. Thurman makes tackles inside, outside, all over the field for the Ironman. Ironman reacting very well even when uh, Hamilton stakes the ball, and the tackling has been sure tonight. Sure has. It appears they've been well, well scouted, this team. All right, handoff to the second back through. That's nice. Run out to about the uh, 46, maybe the 47-yard line. We're to bring up third down, and let's call it three yards to go. Ryan Taylor on the bottom of that pile. He was our Monroe Collision Hit of the Week Award winner last week. A third and three near midfield. Best offensive opportunity the Rams have had. Best field position so far. By far. All right. They quickly come to the line of scrimmage. Single running back is Riley. Quarterback keeper. He will... Boy, he's right at it. Right at the 50-yard line. I think he's got it. Ball was over the 50. 
We'll see where they mark it. They mark it right on the 50, and that's where the yard marker is. It's a, it's a first down. They're, already, they're not even going to bring out the chains. Well, they hurts the arm again as now the Rams is back-to-back first downs out of the ball at midfield. Henry Severance sends a man in motion, and he'll keep it going around the left end and bottled up around the 48-yard line. Wiley, our Gillum Insurance player of the game last week. Also, Tucker Williams in there with great pursuit. Looks like Mike Baker also involved in that one. And moving into Ironman territory at the 48-yard line. All right. Second down and eight. Ball to Ironman 48. Severance sends a man left to right in motion. Stops to form the eye in the backfield. And and quick hitter up the middle to the to Riley Caldwell, the first back through, and he'll cross the 45 to about the 44-yard line. Through Wiley, Tucker Williams again and on the tackle. The Rams are starting to find a little bit of positive yardage then. Third down a long three. Yes, they are. So quick hitter there yep. on that play. 5.30 remaining in this first half. 17-0 Jackson. Here come the Rams. And they put it in the belly of Riley Caldwell, and he picks up the first down. Drew Wiley again wraps him up, but not until he crosses the 40. Mark him down to the 38, and it is another first down for the Rams. Far and away their best drive in this first half. They're executing much better. Yep. It's a fast half compared to last week when it was pass after pass after pass. We've actually thrown it a few times, but they're putting it in the air much. Wide to the left goes Lucas Kunkel or the Rams. Now they form an eye, and the quarterback will keep it around left end. He's got some room, 30, 25, 20, 15, and run out of bounds around the 10-yard line. Probably the two fastest players in the game tonight just collided there. He turns the corner. Looks like he might be gone, but Cade Wolford is able to gain some ground and get him knocked out of bounds at the 8. Well, marking at the 10 be first and goal from the 10-yard line. That's the speed we've heard about their quarterback having. That way, he was at that time, he got around the end and there was room to run. Yeah, he was able to get the corner. How much was that, Pete? 30-yard run there by Severance. All right. First and goal. I think put some points on the board. They're down by, there's a handoff to Caldwell. He picks up five. Tackled at the five-yard line. Kind of starting to lean on Jackson's front of their defense there a little bit, and this is what they do. Eli Berman up on the bottom of that file. Second down and goal. Four minutes, ten seconds to go before half. Oh, wings to both sides, and quarterback hands off up the middle. And that's well, there wasn't anything there. Nowhere to go. And, and a late flag. Thrown in the end zone. Looks like Ryan Taylor. Who else was in there on that pileup? Drew Wiley, Mike Baker. Boy, they wrapped him up for no gain. And then a late flag right in the back of the end zone. Two players back there by themselves, and somebody saw somebody do something back there. Just two players in the back of the end zone, inconsequential to the play. 
Oh my gosh, it's on the Ironman again. Boy. Yeah, that'll be a first down. Or is it a first? Does it carry a first down? No, we no, showed Cornhorse goes third down and goal from the three. Half the distance. There's not a lot of distance yardage on the penalty, but it moves the ball to the three yard. yard penalty, but wow. All right, as they break the huddle, wide out to the left. Back in the eye as Severin hands off the eye back. That's Caldwell going left, and he will not get the end zone. Gets the two before he's brought down. Tucker Williams gets there first from his safety position. Has some help in there by Eli Broerman. Fourth down and goal from the two-yard line. Ironman trying to keep the goose egg on their side of the board on defense. And from the left hash mark, Rams will go for the touch for the six. And the handoff is quarterback keeps it and he dives in for the score. And he's into the end zone. That's Emory Severance taking it in around the left end. Kind of rides the belly of the fullback and then just follows him into the end zone. Nice drive put together by Hamilton Ross Ram. Grinded that one out, and they needed it badly as they were down 17-0, approaching halftime. That's the drive that gets them right back in this contest. Uh, E.J. Sparks will attempt the extra point for the Rams. Low snap, but gets this kick up, and it is good. Sneaks over the sneaks over the crossbar, and with 3:05 to go in the first half, it's 17-7. Jackson with the lead. We'll be back after this. Happy fall and happy football season. Professional football became a fall favorite when it was introduced in 1920. That's 19 years after Ohio Mutual Insurance Group began keeping the promises that secure dreams. Stop in and see us at Lockhart Insurance Agency to learn more about Ohio Mutual. We can help you select the right coverage for your needs. Give us a call at 740-384-2020. If you want to protect your auto, home, farm, or business, you want Ohio Mutual on your team. Do you remember being a kid and waking to the smell of bacon frying on the stove? Or the smell of fresh steaks on the grill? Those days are not over. Dave's Custom Butchering in Wellston brings back those childhood memories with some of the best fresh meats available for your family. Smoked bacon, homemade brats, fresh ground beef, and unbelievable steaks are waiting for you at Dave's Custom Butchering. Dave's Custom Butchering, West Broadway Street in Wellston. Call ahead and we'll have your order ready. 740-384-2340. Rams will kick off for the first time tonight. 17-7 is the score. Uh, just over three minutes remaining before halftime. And this is where deferring is nice. The Ironman might get the last possession of this half and the first possession of the next one. Let's see if we can take advantage of that. Kind of squib this one. Hot, let it hop down the field, end over end, but this one will come back mm-hmm. because Rams were offside. P. Wilson, impressive drive by the Rams. Right. Lasted almost six minutes, 15 plays, 80 yards. And remember, it would have ended had it not been for a personal foul after um, Hamilton was stopped on their first on their on their first series of downs. Yep. So it was two, twice now the penalties have been killers. Probably have taken points away from the Ironmen and given points to Hamilton. But give them credit for a long drive and getting getting it together with their running game. Yeah, they grounded out. They were tough on that one. Let's see if we can do something offensively. 
Ironman uh, deep men, not very deep at all, so Hamilton must not do long kickoffs, yeah. at least on film. Well, their extra point didn't look like it was going to go too long. It barely got over the crossbar. Here's the kickoff, and it's a low kick, bouncing once into the hands of uh, Cade Wolford, and he's at the 28, up in the middle of the field, trying to break through, gets out to the 43. Cade just teases you almost there as he just kind of creeps up near the uh, coverage coming. He looks for a little gap if he can hit it. That's what he did last week. Took it to the house, but the Ironman get pretty good field position. It'll be the 43 yard line of the Ironman. Right, and that was a short kickoff, but yet Wolford still got a 15 yard return. 257. All right, the Ironman breaks the huddle. Trips out wide to the right side. Cody Wolford in the shotgun. He'll hand off left side. And it's around the end. Got some room. And down the side line here is. All Nolan the way for that touchdown is Nolan Johnson. Wow. 40 from the 43-yard line. Took it 57 yards to the house. Wow. Rick gets outside on the left side of that offensive line. Jacob Allen over there. Guard Dylan DeLong. One of the Ironman tight ends, I'm sure, was either Gavin or Drew Wiley. Got blocks. Nolan wasn't touched. And we know the speed he has for a big man. He gets the corner turned. Off to the races he went. I'll give him a compliment. When I first looked, I thought it was Wilford getting loose. All right. He can he can stride it, can he? John no can run too. Yes. Extra point by the Airman is up and good. 24-7 to 7 now. The Airman strike back. 2.46 remaining. First half. We'll be back after this timeout. True fans know that success in football is all about tradition, dedication, and loyalty. Those same qualities are important to the Sheward Fox Insurance Agency. We're proud to support companies like the High Mutual Insurance Group. If you want to protect your home, auto, farm, or business, you want a High Mutual on your team. Give us a call at 740-286-1708. We'd love to give you a second opinion on your auto, home, farm, or business insurance needs. Sheward Fox Insurance, located on Main Street in Jackson since 1940. Go Iron. Hello, Osborne Equipment Service. I need to order pizza. We don't have any pizza. Can I get a cheeseburger? We don't have any food. I think you might have the wrong number. You always say you have something for everyone. We do with parts and service for trucks, trailers, buses, and RVs. And we're family-owned and operated. We don't do food, but I've got a truck so I can go pick up a pizza if you want. While you're at it, my mom wants a salad. Your diesel specialist since 1979. Osborne Equipment Service in Jackson, Ohio. Call 800-937-3501. The Crabtree will kick off once again, and this one will go about four yards deep into the end zone. Another touchback for uh, Ethan Crabtree, and this one will come out to the uh, 20-yard line. So Emory Severance and the Ross Rams offense will have two minutes and 46 seconds to work with. I tell you what, you don't know what would have happened on a shorter kickoff or whatever, but you know that... Hamilton has some outstanding backs, and Colwell's back there just itching to get his hands on the ball. Instead, they're going to have to go 80 yards, and they're a running team. Uh, the ability of Crabtree to get these touchbacks more than two-thirds of the time is very important. What is he for the season now, Pete? He is uh, 18 for 24. All right. 18 for 25. And off over the right side. That's to Riley Caldwell. Number five, and he picked up a couple of yards out to the 22-yard line. 
Plus Rams still have two timeouts remaining. They trail Jackson 24 to 7. This is problem is the offense they run is very tough when you find yourselves down like that. Brian Taylor gets off the bottom of that pile with a host of other Ironmen. About a yard and a half gain. Second and eight. And Severance keep, keep pitching and back there to break up that. Ryan Simon comes up and puts a big-time hit on the running back Just there. Just as he received the pitch, Dan, and he goes down for a loss back to the 18-yard line. Ryan liked that one. He got up kind of excited after that hit. Nice job there, and the Ironman have put him quickly in a third and 12. Now Jackson could use his consider a little bit here, see what they do on this play. I think the Rams are going to let clock run as long as they can. Like what they're trying to do. Still 15 seconds on the plate clock. Third down and 12. And now a timeout by the officials, and the Rams take a timeout with one minute and 23 seconds remaining. We'll be back at the timeout on the field, 23 or 24-7, your score. We'll be back after this. Happy fall and happy football season. Professional football became a fall favorite when it was introduced in 1920. That's 19 years after Ohio Mutual Insurance Group began keeping the promises that secure dreams. Stop in and see us at Lockhart Insurance Agency to learn more about Ohio Mutual. We can help you select the right coverage for your needs. Give us a call at 740-384-2020. If you want to protect your auto, home, farm, or business, you want Ohio Mutual on your team. One twenty-three remains before halftime as the Rams, looking at a third and 12, take a timeout. We've got three left, so Coach Hall will have the wheels turning here. We'll be able to stop the clock. It's a third and long situation. Right, unless uh, the Hamilton Ross coach saw something that was wrong out there. Interesting time to call timeout. He may be changing the play because of what he saw with the Jackson defense. Here they come to the line of scrimmage. Right out to the right side, and back to pass. Whoa, we're actually no, going to pass yeah, it. And Severance wanted to throw it deep, wide open, downfield, and the ball is caught. He breaks the tackle, and can the Airmen catch up with him? 40, 30, down to the 25-yard line, and out of bounds. Number 14, that is Lucas Kunkel with the reception. The Airmen defender fell down, and then... Pursuit had to catch up with him. Well, Ryan Simetz knocks him out of bounds, or he would have ended up scoring on there. So I'll tell you what, that's probably a play they have talked about all week long. Rolling to the right, the throwback. I think it took everything in Severance's arm to get it there, but he was open, and it's a big play for the Rams. 55 yards on that pass. And I'll hand it off to Riley Caldwell. He's worked his way down to the 24-yard line. That's a three-yard gain. Clock running inside a minute with yeah. 45 seconds to go. They take a timeout. Gavin Jones cuts off the bottom of the pile there. All right, we'll take another timeout. 45 seconds to go in this first half of play. We'll be back after this. An alarming number of preteens are already drinking alcohol, which makes it urgent to find every opportunity to talk to your kids about the dangers of underage drinking. They really do hear you. For tips on what to say, 
visit talktheyhearyou.samhsa.gov. That's talktheyhearyou.samhsa.gov. This has been a public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, Gaia Jackson Meg's Adam H. Board, and Jackson County Spark. Your home of Jackson Ironman football is Mix 96 FM. They're back at Jackson High School. In the late in the first half, they actually put three more seconds back on the scoreboard. It was 45, and they make it 48 seconds. And look at the Rams looking at a second and seven from the Ironman 24-yard line. And there's Emory Severance. He takes and takes himself around the left end. He goes out of bounds at the 20-yard line. Does stop the clock. They still have one timeout in their back pocket. 43 seconds to go. Boy, what, a ch- what momentum would be before halftime if they can somehow put points on the board in a game that they almost have to feel getting away from them. Speaking of halftime, stay with us. We'll have Pete Wilson staff, a special guest, and much more in tonight's halftime. And off straight up the middle to Caldwell and stopped right at the line of scrimmage and it'll bring up a fourth down and two. Mott rest at the 19-yard line. 25 seconds now on the clock and the Rams are in their huddle. They're going to let this thing wind down. Looks like they might be considering a field goal maybe. I can think of. No, they, can run, they can run out the clock, Pete. And they don't have a field goal kicker, I believe. But why would they run out the clock at the 19-yard line? Yeah, I think they'll go for a, they give it a kick. Extra point was shaky, but uh, it was wobbly and now they got three seconds left. Probably give it a shot. Yeah, they give the uh, final timeout at three seconds to give them some, an opportunity anyway. And when we uh, resume action, it'll be uh, fourth and two at the Ironman 19-yard line. 19-yard line means it's a 29, probably a 36-yard field goal attempt. Other thought is you can just throw it into the end zone, go for broke, try to steal one that way. Penalty in the end zone. All kinds of things can happen off that. Got some trick plays that you've wanted to use. I think they just use. I think they used the one there. They got the big play on this particular drive to keep this drive alive. Hamilton Ross's band is not here tonight. It'll be our marching band, and I think we're going to honor a whole bunch of little cheerleaders. We are tonight here at halftime. All right, they come to the field of play after being huddled around their head coaches, and now they will attempt a 36-yard field goal from the left hash mark. It is going to get his number. Their numbers are hard to see on their white jerseys. The quarterback is the holder. It is A.J. Sparks, number 35, with Severance the holder. There's the kick, and he's got some leg on this one. It is up, and it is wide to the right. Boy, Kate Roper looked far from getting that blocked as it was. The Ironman defense holds up. And the two teams will head to the locker room. 24-7, Jackson with the lead, and we'll be back as halftime activities continue on Mix 96 FM. 
like the hard work of off-season conditioning and preseason training to prepare a team for a grueling season ahead. Now is the time to start thinking and preparing for next tax season so on tax day, you score big. Be on the winning team and let H&R Block of Jackson's experienced tax professionals lead you to victory. Call Sally or Allison at 740-286-5601 for all your personal and business tax questions. H&R Block of Jackson. They know everything about taxes. Fire up some freshness with new authentic chorizo at Hothead Burritos. Elevate the flavor with the bold taste of chorizo bowls, burritos, tacos, and more. It's chorizo customized your way with countless combinations. Go mild with just a bit of heat or go wild and give it all you got with jalapenos, banana peppers, and your choice of 12 different signature sauces. Hothead Burritos has more choices than the other guys, and now you have real authentic chorizo to spice it up even more. Hothead Burritos, how do you hothead? Hey, all you Ironman football fans, we're back with the Gillum Insurance Player of the Game. Tune in each and every week to 96.7 and listen to Dan and Dan give their Player of the Game picks brought to you by Gillum Insurance. And also make sure you stop by and see us at our new location, which is located at 228 Broadway Street in Jackson, Ohio. So stop by or give us a call at 740-395-0357. Make sure you're covered. Celebrating nearly 100 years as a local law firm, Oates, Heiser, Miller, Wagon, and Clagg is a full-service regional law firm serving Southeast Ohio and West Virginia. With four attorneys, Oates, Heiser, Miller, Wagon, and Clagg has vast experience in personal injury, business law, bankruptcy, family law, divorces, and custody disputes, real estate, probate, and estate planning, and more. Call them today at 740-384-2111 or visit them online at www.ohlaw.com. Let's go out and do something. Something like what? I don't know. Something fun. Something exciting. Something new. Something delish. I know. Let's go bowling at Liella Lane's and eat pizza at Amore's Pizzeria. Yeah. Bowling is something fun and exciting. Especially with something new at Liella Lane's. Especially with new renovations underway at Liella Lane's. Not to forget that Amore's Pizzeria is right inside of Liella Lane's. Let's go now. Leo Lane's in Amore's Pizzeria. Something great. Brian Moore Construction specializes in turnkey construction, room additions, kitchen and bathroom remodels, as well as residential and commercial roofing. They also do silicone and acrylic roof coverings. Brian Moore Construction delivers quality craftsmanship on time, on budget, and according to specifications. Choose Brian Moore Construction for your next build, remodel, or roofing project. Call today for a free estimate. 740-418-6140. Your home for Jackson High School Sports is Mix 96, WKOV-FM, Oak Hill. Halftime activities continue here at Alumni Stadium as the Ironman leads the Rams from Hamilton Ross 24-7. They're at halftime. It's the week before the Apple Festival and uh, the last home game for three more weeks. Right. On a gr- good crowd here tonight. I'm sure glad they didn't miss a beautiful night of weather and all these little people getting honored. And we've got a special guest We tonight. certainly do. Your girls' varsity soccer coach, Miss Karina, Mrs. Karina. 
Michael Ray now here to join yes. us this evening. Yes, thank you for First having me. Congratulations on your recent marriage. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, marriage and getting named the uh, girls soccer coach. And boy, talk about something that came pretty quick. Yes. I know you got named the girls soccer coach with a short season to get ready for it, but wow, the girls are doing great so far. Yeah, we had about a two-week transition period from accepting the job to going right into mandatory season, and the girls have been great with the transition. They really took it head on, and um, they show up every day just ready to do what it takes to win and get through the season, and um, you know, I've, I've inherited a great team. That's probably what's made it so great. The girls are wonderful. You know, they I have a great senior class. Really, all the classes are phenomenal, and um, Coach Terry Wechter stayed on with me, and he is just so valuable to the team. He's been with us. This is his 23rd season. Um, and then Jordan Lower joined us as the keeper coach, and he's been great for keeper Mountie Walburn. And um, so we, we're off to a great start so far. Tell us your record. We are 6-1-2. and 6-1-2. And and a big game on the horizon. Absolutely. Tuesday night we take on Chillicothe here at Alumni Stadium. 7 o'clock kick, I believe. Uh, huge night for us. Big league game. Big opportunity uh, for the fans oh, to get out there. Gosh, yeah. Iron ladies. Big, yeah. Well, I mean, I just invite all the fans out, and as many people in the community come out and support these girls. They work so hard, and this is such a huge game for us to continue leading the league um, and staying in that place. And um, It's going to be a fun night. It is alumni night, so we're asking all the former Iron ladies to come out. And on top of that, we have a surprise presentation at the beginning of the game. But so, you're not going to disclose that surprise. I cannot give that away, no. And Even that's why you say, have to come. No, that's why you work. have to show up to the game to see who and what we are surprising on oh, my, on Tuesday night. That's great. Well, I mean, you're, they're off and running, and it's been a great season. You're right. You didn't get a lot of time. But you've got some awfully nice young ladies on that team, and I think you they're very coachable. Yes, they are very coachable. I've mentioned her before. You know, Maddie Walburn, she is just a phenomenal athlete, goalkeeper kid, you know, and I look down up from Alumni Stadium down on the field right now, and I can see probably five, six, seven of our players out in the band and the flags, batons, everything. You know, these girls work hard not only on the field for soccer, but, you know, just for the school in general. Well, if not, they're back here bringing the street yeah. to our fans also. They did. My two up here snuck out. I tried to get them on with me, but that's what you can see. I think we actually have four of them on the field tonight running media. Really? So they're all over the place. Really they're neat. great. You know, it was about 12 years ago, <laughs> almost to the bringing. day, it was. we got you on the radio. It was a different position <laughs> in there. You are now the head girls soccer coach. Coach, back then, you were the queen of the Apple Festival. Yes, I remember that night. It was my first night on the radio, and I think we played Logan. Uh, and we were getting ready for the Apple Festival. Wow, 12 years. And look how Gosh, it's been a while. Seasons you are now with the radio. <laughs> I don't know club. about that. I don't know about season, but oh, you're doing a great job. Happy to be here. I think we had a tie last Thursday night on the road, and and ties are not bad in soccer. Yeah, no, we had we had a tie last night. Um, right. We had one last night in a league play. Not bad, not great, you know, it's better than a loss. Is the tie just a tie? There's no sudden death or Not yet, not okay. yet. Once we hit tournament play, we go into PKs to end it if we if we have to, to, mm-hmm. to break that. You can't end in a tie there. But right now in the regular season, we can. So we had one last night. We had a tie against Circleville early on in the year, which rival from our, you know, the girls were really fired up for that one for former coach John Groff being there. But sure. 
Um, you know, the uh, tie last night, we'll see them again here in Alumni Stadium in a few weeks and, and you know, really try and get the win that night. Well, the big game is Tuesday. That's yes. Chillicothe yes, yes. here. One game at a time, and Tuesday say, is it. Next week, <laughs> we're on the road, then probably after that. Yeah, we have we have a really crazy, I think, next two or three weeks here. We have one home game. I think we hit an away series after that. Uh, but, yeah, Tuesday is the one that we need all the support from everyone in the community to show up to, and um, hopefully we can walk away with a win that night. We are very lucky this year. We have a very good boys' soccer team, a very good girls' soccer yeah. team. Come out and support. Yeah. These two programs. Absolutely, and the boys will be playing before us on Tuesday. So, double, double the action, I believe, on Tuesday night. Oh, so. great. Yeah. Thank great. you so much for joining us, and uh, hope to talk to you again. Yes, thank make you. It 12 years again. <laughs> we'll get you back before that. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right. That's Karina Folks Ray, the girls' varsity soccer coach. We're the Iron Ladies, and uh, we will take a timeout. We'll be back with Pete Wilson's first half stats right after this. Looking to add a touch of Jackson County to your home or wardrobe? Head over to Malloway Designs in Boho Finds, your local boutique haven for all things trendy and unique. Look for our mint green door located at 203 Broadway Street, Suite B, in the heart of Jackson. Malloway Designs is the perfect destination for people seeking one-of-a-kind pieces. Open Wednesday through Saturday, Malloway is stocked with hometown apparel and locally crafted goods, specializing in custom tees for all ages. Malloway Designs and Boho Finds. Let them be the light. Faith and Fitness is a proud supporter of Ironman football and local athletics. The goal of Faith and Fitness is simple. Uplift your body and your spirit. Our classes are tailored for all fitness levels, whether you're a seasoned athlete or just starting your fitness journey. The best part, you'll be surrounded by a community of like-minded people who are here to support you every step of the way. Faith and Fitness is more than a workout studio. It's a movement. Imagine the feeling of accomplishment as you finish a heart-pounding workout uplifted by words of inspiration that stay with you long after you leave the studio. Join us at Faith and Fitness. Look at it uptown in Jackson at 281 Main Street. Go Ironman! Fire up some freshness with new authentic chorizo at Hothead Burritos. Elevate the flavor with the bold taste of chorizo bowls, burritos, tacos, and more. It's chorizo customized your way with countless combinations. Go mild with just a bit of heat or go wild and give it all you got with jalapenos, banana peppers, and your choice of 12 different signature sauces. Hothead Burritos has more choices than the other guys, and now you have real authentic chorizo to spice it up even more. Hothead Burritos. How do you, Hothead? Hi, this is Kristen Mershon, the director of the Rye Green Jackson Center. If you are interested in taking college classes towards an associate degree, obtaining a certification in the in-demand jobs that are needed in our workforce, come and talk to me. The Jackson Center is 980 East Main Street, Jackson, Ohio, and my phone is 740-288-0284. I would love to help you through the entire process, financial aid and all. I can do it all. Thanks. Midway Quick Mart of Jackson is a proud sponsor of Jackson Ironman Football and your stop whether you need to call a quick timeout or draw up a play for great food. Midway Quick Mart has you and your team covered all season long. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and snag one of their all-star menu items including pizza, subs, sandwiches, and more. With cheap gas, quick snacks, and great food, Midway is an easy call for you and your team. Call in orders ahead at 740-288-7777 or stop in today at the corner of Huron and Burlington in Jackson. Go Ironman! True fans know that success in football is all about tradition, dedication, and loyalty. Those same qualities are important to the Sheward Fox Insurance Agency. We're proud to support companies like the High Mutual Insurance Group. If you want to protect your home, auto, farm, or business, you want a High Mutual on your team. Give us a call at 740-286-1708. 
We'd love to give you a second opinion on your auto, home, farm, or business insurance needs. Sure Falks Insurance, located on Main Street in Jackson since 1940. Go Iron. What a night at Alumni Stadium. We have honored Pee Wee footballers. We are going to honor here shortly the Jackson Iron Lady Little Cheerleaders. We had the Jackson Marching Band mixed in with the 8th graders. They uh, were part of the halftime presentation. Now that they're done, I think cheerleaders are going to take front and center stage. But before that, we got to hear about the stats, Pete Wilson, the Jackson Ironmen. With two quarters of play in the books, hold a 24 to 7 lead over Hamilton Ross Rams. All right, the Ironmen uh, kind of got off to a great start because Hamilton Ross kind of teed it up for them with some two key fumbles on their uh, first two possessions. Jackson actually didn't score on one of them, but the ball was in their end, and the Ironmen eventually scored on the next possession. They put 24 on the board without really a lot of yards partially because they haven't had to go very far with the ball. Here are the team stats. Uh, Hamilton has six first downs. They had about four of them on one drive. The other two were by penalty, so the Jackson defense doing a good job against this power running team. The Ironman only four first downs in the first half. Also, Hamilton Ross, because of the uh, long drive that they had, uh, is leading uh, in scrimmage plays quite a bit. 28 snaps of the ball for Hamilton, only 17 for the Ironmen. Jackson has rushed the ball 93 yards and 11 carries. That is a good rush per carry, uh, yards per carry average, uh, mainly uh, set up by Nolan Johnson's 60-yard touchdown run. Ironmen have added 36 yards in the air as Bodie has put the ball in the air uh, more than in past games. 36 passing yards there, so give the Ironmen 129 total yards here in the first half, even though they haven't had to punt. Uh, Hamilton has rushed the ball 26 times for 70 yards. Really, overall, Jackson doing a great job against uh, the Hamilton running game, which is their bread and butter. Uh, they've recovered two fumbles and thrown Hamilton uh, runners for several losses. Uh, Hamilton did get 55 yards in the air, all on that one play, the throwback play, that gave them a chance to score late in the first half. As it turned out, they did not, but that did help their total yards. As it added 55 yards, and that pumped them up to 125, almost equal to Jackson's 129 in the total yard category. Jackson four of six passing, Hamilton Ross one of two, neither team threw an interception. Jackson did not punt in the first uh, half. Hamilton punted twice for 58 yards. Jackson put the ball on the ground once, however, fortunate enough to recover. Hamilton put the ball on the ground twice. They didn't recover either one of them. Jackson, no turnovers. That has been a pretty good stat for the Ironmen all year. Hamilton has two big turnovers on those fumbles. Jackson, however, has been hit by the penalty bug a little bit. Five penalties, 47 yards, and they have been difference makers. Probably cost them uh, maybe a touchdown on one time and then gave Hamilton the chance to keep their drive alive in what turned out to be their only touchdown. So five penalties, 47 yards to the Ironmen, and I think three of them are personal fouls. Hamilton has had three uh, penalties for 17 yards. Individually, Nolan Johnson, uh, on that long run, he ha- has carried the ball three times for 60 yards uh, and a touchdown. Cade Wilford, five carries for 29 yards. He has scored a rushing touchdown. Eli Roman, three carries for four yards. Bodie Wilford, the sophomore quarterback, has completed four in six attempts. No touchdowns, no interceptions. As I said, 36 yards. Eli Broman has two receptions for 10 yards. Ryan Simons had the big pass yardage-wise, one reception for 23 yards. For 
Hamilton Ross, Riley Caldwell, number five, who appears to be their most dangerous runner. 13 carries for 35 yards. Ironman have done a good job on him. I think his longest run has been five yards tonight. Emery Severance has been loose one time, and uh, he scored their only touchdown, nine carries for 38 yards. So those two guys are the big rushers for uh, Hamilton Ross. Of their uh, 26 carries, 22 of them have been by that pair. Uh, Severance has thrown the ball twice, hit that one for 55 yards, and that constitutes the stats here in the first half. Uh, Jackson leading 24-7 to over Hamilton Ross, and they will get the ball to start the second half. And Pete, once again, the Ironman doing similar things is not needing as many snaps of the football to put 24 points on the board, where Hamilton now snaps us and only has seven. Right, exactly. Uh, and uh, the Ironman, uh, this is a big difference. How many times has Hamilton Ross started the drive on the 20-yard line because of uh, Ethan Patrick's kicking? Whereas Jackson has almost exclusively been set up on the Hamilton side of the field, and so that is a great advantage to the Jackson offense. For the most part, they've taken advantage. When Ross did score their one touchdown, they had to go 80 yards to do it. A couple scores to pass along of local interest, thanks to our sports editor, Todd Thompson, who's working here alongside us. Uh, the Oak Hill Oaks, unfortunately, losing their homecoming game, Dan, against South Gallia. They are down 20 to nothing. Uh, the Wellston Golden Rockets look like they may be on their way to their second win on the road at Albany Alexander in a TVC Ohio game. It's 21 to nothing. And the Vinton County Vikings looks like they're in a battle up at home against the Athens Bulldogs, who started off very poorly but then exploded against Alexander last week. It looks like they picked up their game. Vinton County up 14 to seven in the fourth quarter. Very big game in the Tri Valley Conference for the Vikings, who appear to be as good as anybody in that in that league, and maybe the top uh, top top gun as far as that goes. Well, if you if you look down the schedule, and you can't help to do it in this situation. It's Nelsonville York. That is the big game. Always. Nelsonville York may be the consensus favorite because of what they've done in the past. But TJ Carper has the Vikings playing the best football maybe they've played here in the last decade. P. Wilson, we give away awards in the post game as we always do. Monroe Collision hit of the game, the Gillum Insurance Player of the game. But tonight there's going to be another award given to a Jackson player. It's Hugh White Honda of Athens is on a mission. They're going to visit schools every Friday night and they're going to award a championship belt to the standout player of the game tonight they're here to witness our very own ironman clash with the rams from ross high school ross high school there so keep your radios tuned in to find out what ironman will be carrying away this honor one of the salesmen there wayne horsley was an ex-jackson ironman coach years ago knows so many people here in jackson and he was very excited about them doing this award for one of his one of the Jackson Ironmen tonight. All right. Well, that will add add a little bit of excitement to it. And uh, of course, uh, Wayne, very well known here in Jackson, a teacher and coach for some years. Then later at Athens, and uh, he also uh, a top notch football official. No, one of the best. Yeah, on a on a team that I think has made it to the state finals multiple times. Well, we have both teams now are coming back on the field, getting ready to warm up for the third quarter of this contest. It's one in which the Jackson Ironmen hold a 24-7 to lead over the Hamilton Ross Rams. We're going to take one more time out. We'll be back with the third quarter kickoff in just three minutes.
Howard Hanna, the McNerland Network team, is excited for you to meet our newest agent, Dylan McCarroll. Dylan is a veteran and has worked as a correction officer and is ready to serve Southern Ohio with all of their real estate needs. Just call 740-239-1239 to schedule your free consultation today. Remember, call Dylan McCarroll with the McNerland Network team at 740-239-1239. That's 740-239-1239. Midway Quick Mart of Jackson is a proud sponsor of Jackson Ironman Football and your stop whether you need to call a quick timeout or draw up a play for great food. Midway Quick Mart has you and your team covered all season long. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and snag one of their all-star menu items including pizza, subs, sandwiches, and more. With cheap gas, quick snacks, and great food, Midway is an easy call for you and your team. Call in orders ahead at 740-288-7777 or stop in today at the corner of Huron and Burlington in Jackson. Go Ironman! A bank is not just for loans. We provide all kinds of financial services. Innovative, state-of-the-art online and mobile banking technology, business banking, checking, savings, and investing. We can provide loans at some of the lowest rates possible. Stop by or give us a call. We're an equal housing lender. Ohio Valley Bank. Community first. Member FDIC. Let's go out and do something. Something like what? I don't know. Something fun. Something exciting. Something new. Something delish. I know. Let's go bowling at Leela Lane's and eat pizza at Amore's Pizzeria. Yeah. Bowling is something fun and exciting. Especially with something new at Leela Lane's. Especially with new renovations underway at Leela Lane's. Not to forget that Amore's Pizzeria is right inside of Leela Lane's. Let's go now. Leela Lane's and Amore's Pizzeria. Something great. Fire up some freshness with new authentic chorizo at Hothead Burritos. Elevate the flavor with the bold taste of chorizo bowls, burritos, tacos, and more. It's chorizo customized your way with countless combinations. Go mild with just a bit of heat or go wild and give it all you got with jalapenos, banana peppers, and your choice of 12 different signature sauces. Hothead Burritos has more choices than the other guys, and now you have real authentic chorizo to spice it up even more. Hothead Burritos. How do you, Hothead? Rent on is way to do it. Come on in, there's nothing to it. Brand new look, the easy way. Rent on can do it today. Your family's gonna love you for it. It's time to rent to own. Welcome back to Jackson Ironman Football. Dan Dobbins with Pete Wilson and Dan Morrow. We are moments away from the start of tonight's second half as the Ironman will receive this second half kickoff. Good first half for the Ironman. They hold a 24-7 lead. I will say Hamilton Ross, Pete Wilson, when you agree, was very generous. A couple early turnovers. A couple times they could not get a first down, punted it, and given us a short field. We took advantage of a couple times on there, but then that last run by Nolan Johnson gave us a little bit of breathing room. Right, against a running team, and you're halfway through, you know, you really puts the visitors behind the eight ball, and they've got to kick off to start off here. The Rams will kick off from the right hash mark. It's number 28 kicking off. He is not listed in the program. Deep are... Kate Wolford, 
Nolan Johnson and Eli Roman, and I say deep relatively, they're around the 20-yard line. Yeah, 16-yard line, if they can catch us in the air, which Kate does. Catches us at the 10. Creeks back to about the 6, coming up this near sideline to the 21-yard line. Actually, he kicked it far enough. Kate had to turn his back to it, catch it over his shoulder, so never really had an opportunity there to get something going. All right, first and 10 for the Jackson Army. Opening drive of this second half. Give Wolfman an 11-yard kickoff return there. Good coverage by uh, Hamilton Ross as uh, Wolfman moved quickly to the hash marks there, and he was sandwiched by two different Ross players. All right, drive will start from the 21-yard line. Off more Bodie Wolfman. Works at quarterback. He sends three out wide to the right. No man in motion. They fake the uh, the uh, pass or pitch to Eli Broman, and Wolford keeps it himself going around the left side. And he's out near, I'll give him about the 27-yard line. Very similar to the play that basically finally clinched that game last week on that last possession. Bodie runs for a first down, and that, in essence, gave us the, t- the opportunity to run the clock out. He picks up about six yards on that first down. Call him second and four. Ball at the 27-yard line. Good first down play. Now everybody in tight for the airman. High formation. There's a handoff to the second back through. That's, uh, that's Cade Wolford getting out to the 31-yard line. Looks like it's going to be close to the first down. Actually, it was Nolan that Nolan. time. Nolan got the eye back handoff there. And it will be a first down for the airman. I love our down marker over there that lights up. Boy, you can sure see it well, can't you, from the chain gang. And the Army get a first down, so from their own 31-yard line. And Wolford pitches to the left and showed up in the backfield and going down for a loss. Is Nolan Johnson. He had nowhere to run down. They came to the short side of the field, and the Rams did a nice job of defending that. They did. They did good pursuit there. Couldn't get that corner turned. Actually, as we mentioned, Cade getting a little treatment on the sideline. Had uh, everybody down there went naturally. Cade Turchie, he's going to draw some interest. Jason Crawford there, along with uh, Dr. Stephen Owens and Dr. Kelly Roush talking to him. All right, after the loss, it's second and 13. Back to the 28-yard line. Johnson goes in motion. Wolford wanting to pass. Going down the left side to Eli Ray. The ball was missing. He had it in and out of his hands as he was falling back. Well, he has blanketed by the defender at this Ironman, or the Ross 35-yard line. I mean, you hate to say almost a spectacular catch. He got hands on it, just couldn't quite hold on to it. Coming down as he hit the ground, the ball goes free. Good throw by Bodie. Good pattern, just a, basically a streak pattern down the sideline. Bodie laid it out there, and we had an opportunity. Now we're looking at a third and long. Clock stopped after the incomplete pass. As Wolford brings his team to the line of scrimmage, trips to the to the right, and he takes the snap. 
has time. He has Got room. room to run. Shakes one, and now after the 30, and diving for the first down. Did he get it? They're going to mark him about a half a yard short. It'll be fourth and less than one. Nice job there by Bodie, picking up big yards there. Gets it across the 40. Let's see what Coach Hall decides to do with the Ironman. A fourth down, and what did you say, two feet? No, yes. They're taking a good look at it over here on the Jackson sideline, but it looks like it's going to come up a little bit short. It needed to get to the 41 and a half. Yep. Good marking about the 41. They haven't laid the ball down yet, but Ironman need a couple feet here to keep this drive alive. Yep, and the Ironman will play for it. Fourth down with 10-15 to go here in this third quarter. Ironman leading 24-7. According to the yardsticks, two-thirds of a yard. All right, eye formation for the Ironman. Everybody... In tight, Wolver just takes the snap and sneaks it. Quarterback keeper, and he'll pick up the first down. Follows center, senior center Hunter Sites, and picks up the needed yards. They'll move the yard markers in the arm and keep this drive alive. First possession of this second half. Now officials with a timeout. I think we're going to have a sideline violation on Hamilton over there. As the probably just a warning line judge yeah. up through the through that before the ball was snapped. First warning. So First no warning. Pen- no penalty. We're in the third quarter. Irma with a 24-7 lead. We had deferred, so we get first possession. Let's see if we can do something with it. Simon's out wide to the right side. He stands alone out there. Slot to the left. Now Cade Wolfer goes in motion. They hand him the ball. They fake him the ball. It's Bodie with the carry. He breaks a couple tackles and picks up a long seven or maybe eight yards. Good to see Cade out there. As we said, he had the kickoff return. Then he was... Had a little attention here on the sideline, but he's back out on the field. But Bodie, that three carries in a row for him. He has, uh, for the game, four carries, 427 yards. That's his best game, running the ball. Has not had his number called in the run game very often, but tonight, getting a chance. All right, it's second and three at the 49-yard line of Jackson. And handoff to Kate. Kate has some room at the 45, down the 40. Nobody can catch him. 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Dives into the end zone. And they will say touchdown. I don't think there's any question about his health now. Runs right behind the right side of that offensive line. And he cuts it to the outside, makes a couple tacklers miss. And then it looked like they had him angled off to get into the end zone, and he just turns the Jets on, dives, and gets inside the uh, marker, and it's another touchdown for the Ironman and a third touchdown for Cade tonight. 30-7 to is your score. Extra point coming. Ironman do what they were supposed to on the opening drive of this second half, and there's Crabtree's kick. It's up and good. 31-7 your score. 8.54 to go in the third quarter. We'll be back after this. Eight fifty-four remains in this uh, third quarter of play, and Pete Wilson, the Ironman, marks right down the field. Yeah, we got uh, counting them up right now. Eight plays, seventy-nine yards. As the Ironman show, they can go the long field. 
uh, and they do it right uh, after re- after the second half kickoff. Wolford uh, goes 51 yards for his second touchdown, running the, his 12th touchdown of the season overall. And the Ironmen here in what we thought would be a pretty tight game, opening it up 31 to seven after Crabtree's extra point kick. Back once a deep again, deep is number four. That's. Uh, Ashland Schmidt and Riley Caldwell on his right. They've not been able to return a kickoff tonight. See if Ethan can send this one into the end zone. It's going to be a low kick, and it will be bounced, and it'll be taken at the goal line. And it's Caldwell coming right up the middle, and he's out over the 25 to about the 27-yard line. Kickoff team excited because they haven't had many opportunities yet tonight. They did on that one. Good in coverage there for Jackson. I'll get his coverage there. Tackle was made by Caden Priest for the kickoff team. All right, first and ten for the Rams. Ball at their call at the 28-yard line. And Ray Severance is the quarterback. Takes. Snap, and he'll back to pass. Looking down, got a man wide open, and he overthrows him. Going down the left side was the uh, player who had cut that big 50-yarder. That's Lucas Kunkel, and he was wide open. Some blown coverage there by the Ironman, but they're fortunate to come up with the incomplete pass. Where you get used to a team that does not throw up much, and you can fall asleep. You get kind of crowding that line of scrimmage, and, boy, that time... They got right past the coverage. Would have been a sure six points, but the Ironman catch a break. All right, second and ten. And off straight up the middle. And picking up about four yards on the carry was Caldwell. Tucker Williams with a nice tackle there from his free safety position. Had some assistance from Xander Irvin. All right, third down and four at the 34-yard line. All right, yep. Severance under center, sends a man in motion. And penalty markers come in, and... Yes, again, it's going to go against the Rams. Yeah, movement right at the snap, or right prior to the snap. Well, that's a killer when you're a running team like the Rams. Instead of third and four, it's probably a run call, maybe. Now it's third and nine. That was one of their early drives in this contest, a similar thing. They let the uh, 25-second clock run down for a five-yard penalty. Now you're right, third and nine, beat. See what they do here. New line of scrimmage is the 29-yard line. Everybody in tight with, one, with wide receiver out to the left. And now moving again along the line of scrimmage. And this will cost the Rams five more yards. On third and 14. And it's going backwards here on the last two plays. Jackson Lee, 31-7. to They took care of business their opening drive of this second half. And now the Rams back-to-back penalties. Lot to the left. And the hand is going to roll to his 
left and looking to pass. Throws it upfield. It's caught at the 29-yard line, well short of the first down. Actually, the referee blowing it out of bounds, so it's not a reception, so bring it back to the line of scrimmage. Rolled that way, had pressure there by Xander Irvin, forced him to throw it a little quicker than he probably wanted to. Ends up being incomplete pass, and they'll be forced to punt. And the Ironman could get very good field position out of this one. Austin Ferris back deep. Stands inside his 10-yard line and booted away. And kick, end over end. Picked up at the 40-yard line, far side of the field. Coming to the right, getting trying to get some block. And getting to the 43-yard line is Cade Wolford. Did a lot of running there, but not much of a return, but brought in in front of his bench at the 44-yard line. Picked up line. some good blocks along the way. Just they got him contained there, and he couldn't quite turn the corner. 36-yard 30, punt, a four-yard return by Wolford. He might have run 15, but he gets credit for four yards going forward. They're in decent field position to start their second drive of this half. 44-yard line. That's Cade Wolford, I think I said, his second touchdown. His second touchdown running, he also has a reception for a touchdown. So he has three tonight, giving him, I think, 14 now on the he season. Has, has a hat trick on the evening. Five last week, three tonight. All right. Under center is Booty Wolford. Handoff to the left side, and it was Cade Wolford, or that was Nolan Johnson. And he picks up yardage in, into Ross territory, but and it'll be thrown right at the line of scrimmage. I'm going to guess that's holding again. That was the referee from the backfield spotting that. Penalty is holding, and it will bring ball back. Really, the first game this year, the Ironmen have had any real issues with penalties. That's been very clean for them the first four weeks. Back to the 34-yard line. It is first down and 20 after the penalty. All right. First and long at their own 34-yard line. A little play action. Rolling. Look, wide open is up the middle. is caught by A.J. Graham at the 38. He's at the 30, the 20, the 15, the 10, the 5, and he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Jackson. Boy, once again, Bodie had time. Thank you, offensive line. Rolls to his right. Let's A.J. Graham come across in a kind of a flood-type pattern. Hits him right in stride. He turns the corner and outruns the uh, interference into the end zone. And the Ironmen strike twice early here in this third quarter. 37-7 with the extra point coming. 66 yards, please? 66 yards. You are right, sir. Jones, snap. C.J. Crabtree to hold for Ethan Crabtree, and his kick is on the way and good. 38-7. Jackson with the lead. 729 remaining third quarter, and we'll be back as Jackson Ironman football continues on Mix 96 FM. Happy fall and happy football season. Professional football became a fall favorite when it was introduced in 1920. That's 19 years after Ohio Mutual Insurance Group began keeping the promises that secure dreams. Stop in and see us at Lockhart Insurance Agency to learn more about Ohio Mutual. We can help you select the right coverage for your needs. 
Give us a call at 740-384-2020. If you want to protect your auto, home, farm, or business, you want Ohio Mutual on your team. Brian Moore Construction specializes in turnkey construction, room additions, kitchen and bathroom remodels, as well as residential and commercial roofing. They also do silicone and acrylic roof coverings. Brian Moore Construction delivers quality craftsmanship on time, on budget, and according to specifications. Choose Brian Moore Construction for your next build, remodel, or roofing project. Call today for a free estimate, 740-418-6140. 7.29 remaining in this third quarter. The Ironman score on their first two possessions of this second half. And Ethan Crabtree gets the whistle to kick this one away. Hamilton Ross, and that's a nice high kick, and it will be taken at the goal line. Caldwell comes up the center of the field, cuts back to the right, now left, and brought down at the 25. Hayden Priest in there again on that tackle. Nice job of him in coverage. Pete? Uh, that was a, to the Ironmen there, that drive, they overcome a holding penalty, give them, uh, on the drive, 56 yards on two plays. Of course, the touchdown coming on a 66-yard, uh, 66-yard, uh, catch and run by A.J. Graham, number 29. Big thrill for him. His first catch turns into a long touchdown. All right, the Airmen get another big penalty, personal foul, and it moves the ball out to the 40-yard line for the Rams. All right. The Airmen with a 38-7 to lead, something we haven't said all this year, but right now it is a running clock situation. Right. Which yep. it normally is against a team that runs it every play anyway, so it won't make a big difference. But P. Wilson, take a peek there. Bodie Wolford, far and away, best passing night he has had. Two touchdowns and 115 yards, six of nine passing. Severance severance hands off. I think that was Caldwell with the carry, and he's out to the 42, but he is hit hard. Nolan Johnson in there on the bottom of that pile with a whole bunch of help from numerous Ironmen. Gain of maybe two yards. Once again, second and fairly long. It's been an advantage for the Ironmen all night long. Off moving at five minutes and 40 seconds to go in the third quarter. We do have a running clock as it scores 38-7. to The Ironmen over the Ross Rams. Severance is the man in motion and keeps it as he goes around the end of the left, runs into Ironman defenses again on that side and then turns backwards and picks up yardage near the 45. Gavin Jones gets there, Drew Wiley. Wiley mentioned his name an awful lot tonight on tackles. They'll bring up a third down and five, ball at their own 45-yard line for the Rams. Again, sends a man in motion down the line. He'll keep it. Ball. He is hit hard and does get up on the play, but he is nailed after a two-yard gain at the 47-yard line. Mike Baker maybe on that one? Tucker Williams in there. They both hit him hard, stopped him immediately, and left him fourth and a full three yards to go, and I don't think the Rams are going to punt anymore. I tell you, I think... This is the most physical I've seen the Jackson defense play this year. 
420, his clock moving. It's fourth and a long three for the Rams at their own 47-yard line. Trying to get the Ironman to jump off sides. They stay put, and the handoff, oh, it's a fake. Around the corner goes Severus, and he picks up the first down around the 50-yard line. Really? Ironman territory to 48. Really a good fake to the first back through, and we wrapped him up at Severance then with that speed, able to pick things up and turn the corner and pick up about six yards when he only needed three. At the 47 of Jackson. Caden Snyder comes in at the nose guard position for the Ironman. He'll be joined at one of the down tackles with Jeb Thompson, Ryan Taylor the other. First and 10 for the Rams. And the handoff. No, they fake it again. Now a pitch back. And around the end of the right is number three, Mason Smith. And Smith will pick up about six yards on Tucker Williams runs him out of bounds. But that's a true triple option look there. Yeah, the fake to the first yeah. back through. Quarterback Option. running down the line and pitches back. Smith with this first carry tonight. Picks up. Well, give you five and a half yards. Three minutes now remaining on the clock. Jackson, 38. It's Ross Rams, 7. And there's Severance on the keeper around the short side of the field, which is the right end. He eludes one tackle and then stays on his feet as he goes out of bounds. He will have the first down for the Rams. At the 35-yard line, that will move the chain. What few clips of film we had was that kind of play right there with Severance running the ball with success. When they've been good this year, their quarterback is a threat. We've kept him pretty well bottled up. Definitely have. Yeah. 36-yard line. 13 carries, 55 yards for Severance. You asked the question. Who set it down? I knew I'd get an answer. This goes in motion. Now he sets in the backfield. And this is... Keep a fumble on the flight and the loose and still loose. I believe Rams have recovered the ball. <laughs> Eli Berman involved in whatever confusion was there in the backfield. Ball was on the turf for a while. A number of the Ironmen chasing after it. It will be a big loss. Yeah, the Rams did keep possession, but they lose about one of the six, seven yards on the play. Second and 16 now. Eli Berman comes to the sideline. He's being tended by Jason Crawford down there and Doc Owens, both looking at his left arm. Lining up in the I formation. Handoff. That's Mason Smith, and he'll lose yardage. He's nailed behind the line of scrimmage. Tackled at the 45-yard line. He'll lose two. Good pursuit there, Byron. Once again, Nolan Johnson. The big hit there from his outside linebacker position. Inside a minute remaining now in this third quarter play where the Airmen lead it 38-7. to It'll be third down and 19. Off the Airmen 45-yard line. Severance will roll to his right, looking to pass. Now, throwing it deep down the field to Smith, and it's thrown out of bounds with Eli Ray on the coverage for the Ironman. That ball about five yards out of bounds. Kept the receiver in front of him. Nice job by the sophomores. Had a couple good plays tonight defensively. Now we're looking to fourth and a very long 
Ball marked at the Ironman 45, but they got to get down to the 26-yard line to keep this drive alive. And I think third quarter is going to run out before they get a snap. They don't appear to be in any real hurry. 38-7 to 7 is your score as we head to the fourth quarter. Jackson leading the Ross Rams, and we'll be back with fourth quarter action right after this timeout. Like the hard work of off-season conditioning and preseason training to prepare a team for a grueling season ahead, now is the time to start thinking and preparing for next tax season so on tax day, you score big. Be on the winning team and let H&R Block of Jackson's experienced tax professionals lead you to victory. Call Sally or Allison at 740-286-5601 for all your personal and business tax questions. H&R Block of Jackson. They know everything about taxes. Let's go out and do something. Something like what? I don't know. Something fun. Something exciting. Something new. Something delish. I know. Let's go bowling at Leela Lane's and eat pizza at Amore's Pizzeria. Yeah, bowling is something fun and exciting. Especially with something new at Leela Lane's. Especially with new renovations underway at Leela Lane's. Not to forget that Amore's Pizzeria is right inside of Leela Lane's. Let's go now. Leela Lane's and Amore's Pizzeria. Something great. Welcome back to Jackson Ironman Football, ready for the fourth quarter. Pete Wilson, the Jackson with two fourth quarter touch or third quarter touchdowns. Make it a 38-7 lead. Well, we all talked about off the air. The Jackson kind of slipped the knife in, uh, leading 24-7 with that first possession. The answer is yes. Two touchdowns, two possessions. Now we've got a running clock, and looks like uh, I'm in a 38-7 lead here. As, and the Rams have run it away on fourth and 19, and it's picked up inside the 10 here on the near side of the field. And now run out of bounds. Ryan Simetz gets that one off the bounce. Does a nice job. Gets it out to about the 15. Gives the airman a little room. Pretty good punt by them because that might have just died inside the five-yard line. It looked like it was going to. Yeah. Yep. Just run away in this fourth quarter. Jackson 38. Hamilton Ross. Rams. They have seven. 38-yard punt, and Simons gets a nice return, considering he was kind of in the coffin corner there. Got it out to the 16-yard line, a little bit better operating room, so give him a nine-yard return in difficult circumstances. And a timeout has been called on the field. It was Jackson's timeout, and they lead it 38-7, to and we'll take a break and be back with more Ironman football right after this. An alarming number of preteens are already drinking alcohol, which makes it urgent to find every opportunity to talk to your kids about the dangers of underage drinking. They really do hear you. For tips on what to say, visit talktheyhearyou.samhsa.gov. That's talktheyhearyou.samhsa.gov. This has been a public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, Gaia Jackson Meg's Adam H. Board, and Jackson County Spark. You're listening to Football Friday Nights on Mix 96 FM. Timeout was called by the Airmen just un- underway in this fourth quarter. 11-41 remains in the game with the Airmen leading at 38-7. to been a very positive night for the Airmen, but just to put a little rain on our parade, Eli Broerman came to the sideline, got some attention over there. They put his left arm in a sling, and he has now left the field with his mom and dad. Don't know what that means yet. Let's hope it's not serious. Senior having a fabulous senior season. All right, the Ironman open up this series from their own 16-yard line. 
High formation. Hand off to the second back through. And with a little bit of daylight. Still on his feet and out near the 24-yard line. Is that Cade? I think that's Cade. I think no, it might have Nolan been Nolan. Johnson. Nolan Johnson. Good stiff arm by Nolan. Cade on the sideline down here. A gain of eight. It's second and two with a running clock here in this fourth quarter. Eli with some sort of injury. Cade had got banged up a little bit here in the second half. This could be an opportunity for Nolan to pick up some quality carries. Hard to get him in that backfield. You've got Cade Wolford, Eli Broerman, and Nolan Johnson. All right. Second and two. The airmen work out of the I formation. And it's over the right side. With the first down is Nolan Johnson. He's racked out of bounds after he picks up the first down to the 32. Carrying tacklers with him. Seen that a couple years by Nolan. Able to get a first down for the Ironmen. That moves the sticks, and it's going to be a first and 10 to the Ironman 32-yard line. Ryan Stewart on the field on that snap is a split end. Hoping at this point in the game, consider no injuries. Yes, what no Eli serious injuries. To, no serious injuries, absolutely. Second and first and ten, and here's a right up the middle, and it's Nolan Johnson off to the races. 40, 30, to be 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Oh, nice job 68 there. 68 yards for the score. How about that offensive line from the Ironman gave Nolan room to rumble up the middle there. Then he just kicks it in gear, outruns it. Hunter Sykes, good blocking up there. Can't see, I, was it DeLong in there at the one guard and Ryan Taylor the other? Doing a fabulous job. Sites coming over, giving high fives on the sideline. All right. Off and running. Also in there, Jeff Thompson getting a block. He was on the offensive line that snap. Here's the extra point for the Ironman. Crabtree puts it down, and it's a bad snap, and this is the first time, I believe, the Ironman missed an extra point. Didn't actually get to kick it as E.J. Crabtree went down and just recovered the ball, so the extra point fails. 44-7, your score, breaking the action. We'll be back after this timeout. Dakota's, Jackson's premier place for steak and ribs, has been proudly serving the community since 2004. Come out and join us for all your local favorites like our one-of-a-kind onion loaf. Or treat yourself to one of our world-class hand-cut steaks. Enjoy the fall weather fireside on our amazing patio outdoor dining area. At Dakota's, your experience and safety are our number one priority. Here you're always treated like family. That's Dakota's Jackson at 451 McCarty Lane. Great food, great friends. Great fun. Brian Moore Construction specializes in turnkey construction, room additions, kitchen and bathroom remodels, as well as residential and commercial roofing. They also do silicone and acrylic roof coverings. Brian Moore Construction delivers quality craftsmanship on time, on budget, and according to specifications. Choose Brian Moore Construction for your next build, remodel, or roofing project. Call today for a free estimate. 740-418-6140. You're listening to Jackson High School Sports on Mix 96 FM. We welcome you back to Jackson Airman Football. 44-7 is your score. As the Airman uh, 
Nolan Johnson takes off. Dude. Three plays, 84 yards. Johnson covers the final 68. Actually, he carried it uh, every time on that possession. And uh, extra point for the first time this year is missed. Not a miss against Crabtree because he didn't get a chance to kick. Snap a little low. Uh, they weren't they weren't able to get a kickoff at all, but the Ironmen still lead 44 to seven. And Mr. Johnson now 145 care 145 yards on eight carries and two touchdowns, both breakaways. Big night and big night. Ethan Crabtree's kick goes sails into the end zone about four yards deep and it comes out to the 20 yard line. Try to get new bodies in there. A lot of new faces for the Ironman. Garrett Leach in there at one of the down tackle positions. And it looks like Logan Peoples at the nose. Here's Severance. Throw back on to the right side. And it's caught out there. And moving across the 25 to about the 26 yard line. Caden Snyder chases him down. He's a senior at one of the down tackle spots. Inside, eight minutes remaining on a running clock here at the Ironman. Grant Kennedy, a sophomore on the field for the Ironman now, and we also see coming on the field is Aiden Crabtree. Second down and three. Severance will hand off right up the middle, and breaking a couple of tackles, then picking up the first down is Riley Caldwell. He'll move the chains, and... Looks like the new line of scrimmage will be the 36-yard line. Leslie Clagg knocks him out of bounds, a sophomore. Nice thing here is with the Ironman with a 44-7 lead, that clock keeps going even though the running back went out of bounds. And they break the huddle and right out here to the near side of the field. Coswell hands straight up the middle, and it's Caldwell breaking through. Picks up about seven, maybe eight yards, out near the 44-yard line. Ironman got a tackle over there, and I can't, I can't quite see what his number is. All right, second and two. Ball at the 44-yard line of the Rams. Everence will keep it. Quarterback around the end. He's got the corner and still on his feet as he's dragged down inside the Ironman 40. Making the tackle for Jackson was E.J. Crabtree. C.J. Crabtree in there. And you say E.J. I know it's C.J. It's C.J. Yeah, I knew. I know that. Yep, it happens. 6:09 remaining on a running clock. Also, Ryan Stewart involved in that tackle also. From the 36-yard line. Severance. He'll keep it around the end. Pitches out to Mason Smith, and he's dragged down inside the 30, leading down to about the 28-yard line. The Rams moving the ball, second and seven. But we do have a running clock with five and a half to go here in the... Football game. 44-7 is the lead. They work out of the I formation and hand off the second back through and hit hard around that uh, right or going around the right side. And he gets that's a freshman with the ball carry. Gets it down to about the 26-yard line. It is going to be enough for a first down. 
And the chains will be moved down first and 10 off the 26th of Jackson. Peyton Counter been involved in a couple tackles on this particular drive, getting some snaps in there, cornerback position. And the inside handoff. Picked up about... Got involved in another one there. He did. Down at the six-yard game, down to the 20-yard line. Also there was Billy Hay, as you mentioned, came into the game. They wrap him up. Clock keeps running. 4.26 to go. So the Tothy Cavaliers looking for win number one have come back to a 17-14 lead in the fourth quarter over Logan. It's a big game for either team, both... Chile trying to turn it around after being probably the hardest pregame four first four weeks of their season you could ever have. Here's Severance on a keeper. Goes around the right side. Now cuts it back to the middle, and he's wrapped up. Wesley Clagg wraps him up, brings him down. You know, Chile Coffee has faced a 15-0 first team. They're 0-4, but their teams they've played are 15-0 right now in the season. Logan needing a win also. Yeah, St. Charles, London, Westerville North, and Harvest Prep. Yeah, pretty good. That's, that's, a, that's a crazy first start of the season. Three and a half minutes to go in the game. Jackson, 44-7. And handoff around the end of the right. And brought down inside the 10. Did that ball pop out? Eli Davis hit him hard. Well, I think he just fell forward. That's from the seven-yard line, though. Oh, just at the eight. Actually, because of the strength of our schedule, this is the first time we've really got to play a J- the JV or whatever you want to call second and third string people on a Friday night. Inside three minutes remaining, second and seven. And off around the right end and walking into the end zone for the touchdown. That is uh, Riley Caldwell with his first touchdown of the night, and that makes it 44-13. Well, they score, but this is giving that second union some valuable time Absolutely. on Absolutely. You better believe it. They work hard every day, and they get that opportunity. They have some JV games, but, you know, games have been close. You just don't get to play as many kids as you'd like. Extra point is good, so we have another break in the action. 44-14 is your score. Jackson with the lead, and we'll be back with more Jackson Airmen football after this time. Iron City Implement at the corner of Broadway and Water Streets in Jackson is your one-stop spot for keeping your life on track and moving. Whether it's home or commercial, Iron City Implement has you covered with quality Napa brand auto parts and more. They have all the tools to make that job easier and done right. Milwaukee-powered tools, gas-powered generators, tools and parts and products you may have never even thought you needed. Need a special part you just can't seem to find anywhere else? There's a good chance that you'll find it at Iron City Implement. Make the most of every lawn with Kubota Commercial Landscaping Equipment. From the productivity-boosting Z700 mower to the reliable SVL track loader, it's a lineup built to get the job done right. Because when your reputation is on the line, you need equipment that will never let you down. Visit your local Kubota dealer today, Ricer Equipment of Lucasville on US 23, or find them in Jackson at 486 Burlington Road for a demo. Also visit them online at ricerequipment.com or find them on Facebook today. 223 remaining in the game. The uh, Hamilton Ross 
Rams Peak gets their second touchdown. And another long drive for them. Ten plays, 80 yards. Caldwell, who's been a hard-working back all night, along with seventh, gets the touchdown. He earned it. Eight yards around the end. Extra point good. Ironman still lead by 30, 44-14. That clock will keep running. Clock is running at 2.15. The kicker approaches the ball. He does kick it, swim it down the middle, and is taken at the 28-yard line, far side of the field by the Ironman, and he just goes down to one knee and covers the ball. Eli Ray recovers that squib kick. Ironman now take a few more snaps, and they are going to advance to 4-1 and one on the season and set up a very big opener in the Frontier Athletic Conference next week with Washington Courthouse, who is in a dogfight tonight as they were 3-1 and one on the season and trying to get their fourth win. Last I had, they had got close to tying it up and then, then uh, down by two touchdowns Okay, at, into the fourth quarter. There's C.J. Crabtree with the handoff and carry right up the middle with some nice positive yardage. Dayton Counter once again with a carry there. Ran and got good positive yards on first down. Armand continue to shuffle new bodies into the lineup. Gain of seven on that play with one minute remaining in the game. Crabtree enters center. Well, handoff over the left side with some running room. He breaks it in the open field. That's a 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Jackson. Wesley Clagg right behind the left side of that offensive line. Breaks through. Now there is a flag out near the 50-yard line, right about the 47. We'll see if this one holds up. But, boy, the sideline just erupted, chasing down Wesley to congratulate him. 69 or 61 yards, but this one's coming back. Holding will be the penalty. At the 49-yard line. Second down and short. Only need about a half a yard for the first down, but once this ball set, they'll need to snap one more time. And Clag a uh, sophomore. A shame that one has to come back. What a thrill it is to make a play like that on Friday night. Right, probably the last play of the game. Should be, unless we want to rush one. Andre enters center. Oh, hand off over the right side. Clock still running down to 10, 9. And the two teams will line up, or head over to their sidelines, and then line up for the handshake after the game. It's the Jackson Ironman win it tonight at home. 44-14 over Hamilton Ross Rams. Boy, and we just—it was an unknown this matchup. We didn't know how we'd react. Let's be honest. The last two weeks, 
We have been giving up an almost an average of 500 yards offense tonight. The defense changed it around tonight. They gave up 14, but a very, very solid defensive effort in a physical-type contest. Coach Hall has to be very pleased with the defense and uh, an effort like that. We, had, we broke some big, long runs. Nolan Johnson with a couple long touchdown runs. Cade Wooford getting touchdowns one after the other as he has been doing this year. Um, it was really neat to see A.J. Graham with that catch and a touchdown. The senior who came back from shoulder surgery last year. And what I liked most of all, when he made that catch, the whole team went out there to congratulate him. So we know how we think about A.J. Graham, and that was a special moment in this contest. But now Frontier Athletic Conference starts. And, you know, that's the goal of this Jackson Ironman team every single year is to win a league championship. And uh, they can start concentrating on that and the Apple Festival next week. So it's going to be a full week of uh, fun and frolic and whatever. It'll be the Apple Festival and the Ironman going to Washington Courthouse. Well, the Ironman complete the first half of the season at 4-1, and one, the only blemish, week number two, down at Ironton. And uh, now they'll be looking at three consecutive FAC games on the road. And uh, then the final two games of the season are at home. Stay with us as our post-game activities will continue. 44-14 is your final. We'll be back as Jackson Ironman football continues right after this. Hey, all you Ironman football fans, we're back with the Gillum Insurance Player of the Game. Tune in each and every week to 96.7 and listen to Dan and Dan give their Player of the Game picks brought to you by Gillum Insurance. And also make sure you stop by and see us at our new location, which is located at 228 Broadway Street in Jackson, Ohio. So stop by or give us a call at 740-395-0357. Make sure you're covered. Peace. Hi, this is Kristen Mershon, the director of the Rye Green Jackson Center. If you are interested in taking college classes towards an associate degree, obtaining a certification in the in-demand jobs that are needed in our workforce, come and talk to me. The Jackson Center is 980 East Main Street, Jackson, Ohio, and my phone is 740-288-0284. I would love to help you through the entire process, financial aid and all. I can do it all. Thanks. Celebrating nearly 100 years as a local law firm, Oates, Heiser, Miller, Wagon, and Clagg is a full-service regional law firm serving Southeast Ohio and West Virginia. With four attorneys, Oates, Heiser, Miller, Wagon, and Clagg has vast experience in personal injury, business law, bankruptcy, family law, divorces, and custody disputes, real estate, probate, and estate planning, and more. Call them today at 740-384-2111 or visit them online at www.ohlaw.com. Midway Quick Mart of Jackson is a proud sponsor of Jackson Ironman football and your stop whether you need to call a quick timeout or draw up a play for great food. Midway Quick Mart has you and your team covered all season long. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and snag one of their all-star menu items including pizza, subs, sandwiches, and more. With cheap gas, quick snacks, and great food, Midway is an easy call for you and your team. Call in orders ahead at 740-288-7777 or stop in today at the corner of Huron and Burlington in Jackson. Go Ironman! Let's go out and do something. Something like what? I don't know. Something fun. Something exciting. Something new. Something delish. I know. Let's go bowling at Leela Lane's and eat pizza at Amore's Pizzeria. Yeah. Bowling is something fun and exciting. Especially with something new at Leela Lane's. Especially with new renovations underway at Leela Lane's. 
Not to forget that Amore's Pizzeria is right inside of Leela Lane's. Let's go now. Leela Lane's in Amore's Pizzeria. Something great. Make the most of every lawn with Kubota Commercial Landscaping Equipment. From the productivity-boosting Z700 mower to the reliable SVL track loader, it's a lineup built to get the job done right. Because when your reputation is on the line, you need equipment that will never let you down. Visit your local Kubota dealer today, Ricer Equipment of Lucasville on US 23, or find them in Jackson at 486 Burlington Road for a demo. Also visit them online at RicerEquipment.com or find them on Facebook today. This is Football Friday Night on Mix 96, WKOV-FM, Oak Hill, a Jackson County broadcasting station. We're back here at Alumni Stadium as the Jackson Ironman go to 4-1 and one on the season, a non-league game as they de- defeat Hamilton Ross Rams out of uh, the Cincinnati area, Hamilton County, for the first time meeting between these two teams, 44 to 14. I think it's the 91st team that has shown up against the Ironman in their history out of 1,108 total games. Interesting numbers as that goes. Uh, we will be traveling to Hamilton Ross next year. It'll be uh, a battle. They, it looks like they battled a little bit of the two-hour bus drive down. Um, they really got started slowly with early turnovers to give the Ironman that 14-0 lead, basically. But Jackson really took care of business in the third quarter with their two possessions, two scores to kind of put the game away at that point. They certainly did. One of the things I think you can you're always you can coach, but uh, tonight. And, and unlike previous four games, the Airmen have some penalties tonight. That's something you need to work on. Well, and, you know, I'd say one of the things after the defense has struggled stat-wise the last couple weeks, maybe some aggression was coached up this week. And uh, you certainly don't, you don't coach up holding calls or personal fouls on there, but the Airmen pretty aggressive defensively tonight. Um, like I said, giving up 14 points doesn't really tell you how well the defense played. Our defense put kept them in a hole down and distance-wise all night long. And how many times did we remember seeing them in a second and eight, second and nine, it seemed like, all the time. So uh, it, it, it was a good overall effort. Obviously, the offense scoring 44 points. The defense doing a nice job in there. And as usual, special teams, uh, Ethan Crabtree kicking those balls in the end zone, making them out of the long field on top of it. Good overall performance by Coach Andy Hall and his Jackson Ironman tonight to finish that first half of the season. Now it gets serious. Yeah, the next three games are on the road against Frontier Athletic foes. And uh, uh, But tonight, uh, the Ironman, let's put a, 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 a nightcap on this one as the Jackson Ironman win this one. But the, it's this time of the night where we do the uh, Monroe Collision hit of the game. And there were a lot of them tonight. That defense really, really played well. Um, everyone playing hard. I know Xander Irvin had a couple good hits defensively. Gavin Jones in there. A.J. Graham. Drew Wiley, he was just on tackle after tackle after tackle. Mike Baker. But we thought really the top player, Nolan Johnson, had a couple big hits. And I could say it from the defensive side of things, but the way he carried the ball there in the second half, he could have got the hit of the week award just by running over tacklers and breaking to the outside. So, Nolan Johnson, you are our Monroe's Collision Hit of the Week Award winner. Congratulations. Great game on both sides of the football for that young man. Absolutely. He wears number six for the red and white. Congratulations. and thank Even you. though we call him number eight at times. <laughs> we do that. We do we do, but that's uh, but a nice game. And Pete will tell some statistics on that young man with his two long touchdown runs. He has big stats tonight on the offensive end. That's week number five, Monroe Collision. Hit of the board 
Kid of the Week award winner. That's Nolan Johnson. And now it's turn of the Gillum Insurance player of the game. And we've done this forever. You can win it one time in the regular season. We'll give it to a second time maybe if we if and when we get to the playoffs. But uh, young man tonight, it was really a neat moment. I thought a little bit on what this team probably thinks about him. A lot of people could have won this award. But uh, tied in, um, A.J. Graham catches a pass, runs to the end zone, gets a score. Now, this will be, he also plays well on the inside linebacker position and as a tight end blocking, but he gets a big touchdown reception. Literally, the whole team greets him about the 20-yard line and just piles on top of him. He had to sit out last year because of the injury, right? Yeah, he's out all last year. He's worked hard to come back. Um, senior leader in there. Really a really a good moment for that young man, and uh, another big moment for him this senior season. He's having certainly having an outstanding senior season. So Gillum Insurance Player of the Game Award winner AJ Graham. Congratulations, AJ. And good catch, good run, good touchdown. Thank you, Gillum Insurance, for sponsoring the player of the game tonight. That's number 29 for the Red and White, A.J. Grant. We're going to take a timeout. We're going to be back with more after post-game activities right after these minutes. Faith and Fitness is a proud supporter of Ironman football and local athletics. The goal of Faith and Fitness is simple. Uplift your body and your spirit. Our classes are tailored for all fitness levels, whether you're a seasoned athlete or just starting your fitness journey. The best part, you'll be surrounded by a community of like-minded people who are here to support you every step of the way. Faith and Fitness is more than a workout studio. It's a movement. Imagine the feeling of accomplishment as you finish a heart-pounding workout uplifted by words of inspiration that stay with you long after you leave the studio. Join us at Faith and Fitness. Look at it uptown in Jackson at 281 Main Street. Go Ironman! A bank is not just for loans. We provide all kinds of financial services. Innovative, state-of-the-art online and mobile banking technology, business banking, checking, savings, and investing. We can provide loans at some of the lowest rates possible. Stop by or give us a call. We're an equal housing lender. Ohio Valley Bank. Community first. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Jackson Ironman football from Alumni Stadium. The Ironman win it week number five, 44-14 over Hamilton Ross Rams. Pete Wilson is here with all the numbers. All right, the Jackson Ironman make the most of the yards they get and the opportunities for the most part. They open this game up uh, after getting a 24-7 lead at halftime. They keep going, and they win this game going away 44-14. Very impressive victory. Uh, always subjective, uh, but outside of maybe the Wheelersburg game, um, maybe is the best that they've played on both sides of the ball in the same game. Opinion. All right, so look at the team stats now. 13 first downs for Hamilton, 11 for Jackson. The 11, it kind of fools you a little bit because Jackson scored quickly and on the short field. Uh, Hamilton also had two long drives, so they controlled the game as far as the time of possession and the plays, but once again, Jackson had the big plays. Hamilton did not. Hamilton 51 uh, plays to Jackson 33. Jackson rushes for 268 yards on 24 tries. That's more than 10 yards a carry. Uh, the mathematicians know. 115 yards passing. That's Bodie Wolford's best game. So Jackson rolls up a 383 total yards, their best output of the season in total yardage. Uh, Hamilton carried the ball 45 times for 174 yards, so that is really good run defense considering how much Hamilton ran the ball. And, and they, on their 80-yard drive, not to take anything away from them, that was against Jackson's second team. 
So Jackson, wonderful defense tonight. I think Coach Hall will probably confirm that. 62 yards passing for Hamilton. 55 came on that one place. They get a total of 236 yards for the game. Jackson was 6 out of 9 passing. Hamilton was 2 out of 6. Neither team threw an interception. Once again, Jackson has no turnovers tonight. They've had, uh, I think, maybe two games for sure, maybe three. Turnovers not a problem for the Ironmen this season. They did put the ball on the ground twice, but they did not lose it, and no interceptions by Bodie. Two big turnovers for uh, Hamilton on two lost fumbles. That helped dictate the way this game went as Jackson took advantage early by either scoring or just getting the field position there and robbing Hamilton of the opportunity to get going. Jackson had a season high in penalties, though. Eight penalties for 82 yards, Hampton five for 27. Individually, Nolan Johnson, by far his best game of the season, eight, only, in only eight carries, he gallops for 145 yards, two breakaway touchdowns. Cade Wolford only carried the ball six times tonight, but he racked up 80 yards. He had a breakaway touchdown and also a shorter touchdown, I think from eight yards out. Um, Bodie Wolford had his best overall game running and passing, as a matter of fact. Four carries, 27 yards. I think he's showing more confidence in himself uh, in whatever he's doing out there. Eli Broderman, we hope the injury to him is not serious. He carried the ball three times for four yards. Bodie passing the ball. Uh, you break it down, didn't pass the ball very much, but he looked good out there. Six out of nine, two touchdowns, no intercepts, 115 yards. A.J. Graham had that one reception for 66 yards to make him the player of the game. Uh, Wolford, Cade Wolford, two receptions, 16 yards. He got in the end zone on a touchdown from 13 yards out. Eli Broderman, two receptions for 10 yards. And Ryan Simon, one reception for 23 yards. For Hamilton Ross, uh, they're two guys, you know, that we talked about at the head of the broadcast. Even though Jackson contained them overall, they did end up with decent yardage. E- Emery, Emery's uh, severance, their quarterback, 15 carries, 83 yards, and a touchdown. And Riley Caldwell, their talented back, 21 carries, 78 yards, and a touchdown as well. But they, uh, once again, only threw the ball six times, uh, which is a lot for them. They completed two for a total of uh 62 yards, 55 coming on that one play. All right, 44, 14, the Ironman had a running clock in that second. So, and those are nice. We like those as announcers, um, but they, uh, that just means the Ironman played pretty well, and as Pete said, putting together all phases of the game, but by far the best of the year on there. And Pete, we gave up, was it 236 total yards? 236 total yards. And 80 on their last possession. So. And 80 was on the last possession. Yeah, and, of course, so they had 55 on that long pass. I'll say it again. Boy, I thought it was the Ironman's best defense of the year. I know they shut out Logan, but if you're talking about just aggression, you're talking about moving to the ball, gang tackling, sure tackling, physical. Yep. I saw that out there tonight. Yep. No question about it. All right, we're okay. waiting for Coach uh, Hall to make his way to the press box tonight. We will take another timeout, and we'll be back with more Jackson Ironman football right after this. Midway Quick Mart of Jackson is a proud sponsor of Jackson Ironman football and your stop whether you need to call a quick timeout or draw up a play for great food. Midway Quick Mart has you and your team covered all season long. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and snag one of their all-star menu items including pizza, subs, sandwiches, and more. With cheap gas, quick snacks, and great food, Midway is an easy call for you and your team. Call in orders ahead at 740-288-7777 or stop in today at the corner of Huron and Burlington in Jackson. Go Ironmen! True fans know that success in football is all about tradition, dedication, and loyalty. Those same qualities are important to the Sure Fox Insurance Agency. 
We're proud to support companies like Ohio Mutual Insurance Group. If you want to protect your home, auto, farm, or business, you want Ohio Mutual on your team. Give us a call at 740-286-1708. We'd love to give you a second opinion on your auto, home, farm, or business insurance needs. Sheward Fox Insurance, located on Main Street in Jackson since 1940. Go Iron. The same people with the same top quality service. That's Auto and Truck Tire Center Incorporated, formerly Best One Tire, located at the same location, State Route 93 south of Jackson. Auto and Truck Tire Center Incorporated carries top quality tires such as Hercules. Also, they have several new programs to satisfy customers. It will be a huge mistake not to call Auto and Truck Tire Center Incorporated. Call 740-286-2290. That's Auto and Truck Tire Center Incorporated, formerly Best One Tire, State Route 93 south, Jackson. Howard Hanna, the McNerland Network team, is excited for you to meet our newest agent, Dylan McCarroll. Dylan is a veteran and has worked as a correction officer and is ready to serve Southern Ohio with all of their real estate needs. Just call 740-239-1239 to schedule your free consultation today. Remember, call Dylan McCarroll with the McNerland Network team at 740-239-1239. That's 740-239-1239. Welcome back to Jackson Ireland football as we uh, talking to now Coach uh, Andy Hall. And good way to win in the first half of the season, Coach, on a you know, big victory over first-time opponent. Yeah, it is. You know, we had really had a hard field with this game this week. You know, I know people look at the record one and three, but they've lost the two teams were undefeated. And um, there's a good football team. I, I tell you what, all the credit goes to our defense tonight. I our defensive coaches did a great job game planning this, and our kids met the challenge. They played that is as hard as we played all year, and that's exactly the way we want to play each and every week. We played fast. We got to our assignments. You know, when you play the veer, everyone's got a job to do, and it doesn't make a difference if your guy has the ball or not. You have tackling. You got to take away the fullback first, and that fullback, no one got to see him tonight, but he can flat out fly. But we got to him before he got started, and of course, you know, Ryan Taylor and, and Bryce Delaney, their jobs were to hit that fullback every play. And then if it was outside veer, Nolan Johnson and Gavin Jones had to hit him every play. Right. And they did their jobs. And so we were able to spill it. I thought Tucker Williams had his best game all year. He absolutely played came his up butt off, came up aggressively, taking away the quarterback and pitch. That's what you have to do in the, in the veer offense is you got to take that fullback away, and we did that. seemed like Nolan and Gavin also pushed that quarterback back in the field, forced him to pitch, and then our pursuit was great. It was it was what we know we can do, and we got to because we're undersized. You saw tonight how big these guys were, and um, you know they're good at what they do. But we knew we had to get them in, in, in third and long situations. We were able to do that. First quarter really dictated the whole game, you know, getting two turnovers early. Uh, to a 14 that's lead, it could have been maybe 21 or, or 28 that's to nothing. Penalty. First quarter, a couple bad penalties early, but, you know, our defense kept fighting and then got our offense back, you know, on the, with the ball in good territory. And, you know, I thought offensively we did a nice job blocking their big guys up front, too. Well, the best stat man this side of Mississippi claimed that he said it in his doing his stats that's far and away the most aggressive we've seen this jackson ironman team this year by far by far and you know in all phases you know uh you know our, you know ethan crabtree did a great job tonight can kick field goal um, a lot of, a lot of 80 yard fields for them. yeah a lot of 80 yard fields and that's huge no I, people understand how important that is when offense has start 20 yard line and so that was key you know we didn't punt tonight that's huge but you know again offensively you know, our running backs, you know, they did what they do. You know, Cade Wolford had a couple of really nice runs. He ran off tackle and bounced. Nolan Johnson, I mean, that's a Nolan Johnson we've learned to love right there. Getting downhill, Absolutely. one cut and go. 
Um, that touchdown that he had, the first one was huge, you know, responding back right. when they scored. And I'm really happy for him. You know, uh, Eli Berman tonight, we think he probably broke his arm again. Um, we won't know for sure because he's already got it once and he's got plates and screws in there already, so that may have protected it a little bit more. There may be a chance he can, you know, play in a cast in a, in a week or two. We'll see more tonight. But that's why we – A.J. Graham, after the game, said, Coach, I want to say a prayer for, for Eli. So that's why we all were in the huddle. We all took a knee, and, and A.J. led in prayer and, and praying for him and his recovery. And um, But how about A.J. Graham tonight? Hey. First touchdown. I mean, that's why the whole bench cleared to celebrate you know, him. He was our player of the game for that. I it's mean, unbelievable. He, he, that was amazing. The, must, the, the respect this football team has for A.J. Graham, who had to set out all last year with shoulder surgery and making a great comeback and having a great senior year. Well, what people don't understand is that most kids would never be playing football. I mean, he's had both shoulders done. He's had rehab two or three different times. And, I mean, he's embraces where to catch that ball, it has to be perfect. And he actually had to get his arms out, which he can't go very far because he's restricted, to catch that. And then to take that thing, you know, 30, 40 yards, we were – I mean – no killing a team, though. I wish that more than I do on him. Well, and then you said he led him in prayer for Eli. Yeah. That's all you need to know about I mean, he played good inside linebacker tonight for us. It's just so great to see him finally healthy. You know, yep. after last year, he said, Chris, I want one year of high school football. You know, I'm not going to play college football. I want to play high school football for Jackson one year. Both and, his older brothers were here tonight. Oh, that's, and that's awesome. And I'm that glad they were able to come home yep. to see this. But, you know, so proud of him. But, again, I thought, you know, um, Bodie tonight had a good job at quarterback. You know, he hit his reads, carried out his fakes well. You know, again, our offensive line, I thought, really moved the ball tonight. Just going to yeah. touch that because we had a key member on the offensive line in Caden Condon not there tonight. But, boy, did right. people step up. And our line just gets a little better every week. Well, they're young and they're getting better. You know, you know, Colson Order came in and started right tackle, did a great job. You know, Jake Allen's coming in his own. You know, he's, he needs to start really dominating people. I thought Hunter, you know, Hunter Seitz had his best game at center. You know, Xander Irvin, that Hepworth kid, plays center, guard, and tackle. He plays everywhere. I thought he played a nice linebacker job, linebacker tonight. But, again, we just a lot of kids stepping up and playing. I know that people look at that score and say, wait a minute, what are you worried about? You know, that one with 30. <laughs> I'm telling you, all week, I talked to you in the pregame show, I'm watching film and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, these guys can flat out fly. And we, I don't know how we're going to react to, you know, giving, you know, giving up all the yards last week passing, and now we're going to you know, run the football. How do we respond? Um, and we responded like I hope we would, and we did. If you let their quarterback get outside, you could see why. Oh, my god, We did. We contained he, him tonight. Yes. You know, and, and that was, you know, that's the key. And, you know, tonight, too, the energy, we had a packed house. We knew that, you know, they're coming two and a half hours away. Their crowd may not have been great. And so, you know, we had Pee Wee night. It was nice to recognize our Pee Wee kids and our coaches. I mean, my Lord, there's 150 of them out there. It's awesome. And Pee Wee cheerleaders are out here tonight. So, the, the, the you know, stands were packed, and we needed that energy. You know, coming from a tough win last week, it kind of almost felt like a loss at times. To come back home, it was great. I don't try to judge anything when the team comes through the helmet and stands down there. But, you know, we were kind of saying this could be a trap game. Don't really know Hamilton Ross. Apple Festival next week. League game starting. You know, do, would we overlook it when they start? came out and huddled up right there. I said, we're ready to go. Yeah. We look excited. You just could feel it. We did, you know, in the locker room for the game. It, it was, a, I mean, we walked in, it was dead silence. No one said a word until I came and spoke to the team. And you know, we hadn't done that all year. And they, there was a focus. And I, I challenged them. I said, guys, you know, we're playing a, a Division two team out of Cincinnati that has good reputation. They're a tough team, tough kids. 
you know, this is this is not a league game. This is all about pride. This is all about how tough are you, and are you going to represent Southern Ohio? And you know, that's something we did tonight. Um, so thankful for our staff. You know, our staff. You know, again, we were all worried and we were all concerned. Knew that this was going to be one heck of a game. And you know, I thought that. You know, the things we implemented and so forth did a great job. I give Coach Huff credit on that touchdown that Nolan Johnson had. Right. We had, we had him run that play out of that formation and he, he told me, he said, Coach, you get, you know, three receivers to the field, the way they're shading, you know, let's just run that buck sweep into the boundary. And we hadn't ran that in weeks. And I, and so we had one Nolan took the house and that was all on him. But again, that's what it takes. It's a group effort. You know, our coaches, you know, they, they work together well and, you know, it, it takes a lot to, uh, win ball games it does let's talk a little frontier athletic conference football oh yeah i'm telling you we're excited about this you know you know i don't know of course what courthouse did tonight but you know they were three and one going into the night with you know again great athletes you know new staff they're spreading out you know they've got our film from western brown so you know they're going to be licking their chops thinking okay you know jackson gave up 380 yards passing you know we can do the same thing because they've got they've got dudes. Then they got guys can can run with the football, and they got a tailback that runs ten nine hundred meters in track. He can flat out fly. So kind of like this week, we got their got their speed guys quickly. We have to do that tonight or next week against Courthouse. And you know they always play us real tough up there. Apple Festival week. You know, but again, that's not an excuse anymore. I think we've had you know we've had some really good weeks uh, years. You know, playing Apple Festival sure. games, and I think our kids understand. You know that. You know, it's fun. We let them do their thing on Tuesday night, and, we, you know, we, we we practice in the afternoon like we normally do. We don't change it for anything. We don't do it in the mornings like we tried two years ago. Um, it's the same old, same old. You know, we, we have fun. We represent the community, let the kids have fun down there, but they also know they got a job to do. And, you know, everyone in the league now, we're 0-0. You know, 0-0, I know that's cliche, but it's true. You know, now that, like you said in the beginning of this, you know, first five games, it's over. All right, we're 4-1. and one. We're ecstatic about that. But now everyone's, you know, even in the league. And, and our number one goal is always to win the conference championship, put the trophy, you know, on the wall, put the picture on the, on the wall in the locker room forever, and, and, you know, next week starts that journey. Well, I know five teams in the Frontier Athletic Conference would love to see somebody get us. Let's be honest. We're a marked man because right. of our success over the last number of years. So uh, we're going to see everybody's best shot. We do. We do every year. Uh-huh. Every year. Well, congratulations again on the big win over Hamilton Ross, and uh, best of luck next week. We'll talk to you Friday. Thanks, guys. This was a big one. People understand this was a big game tonight. Thank you, guys. Great win, Coach. Thanks for coming up. Coach Andy Hall, and uh, pretty happy tonight after the big Jackson Ironman win, 44-14. Should be. That was a smile on his face, but as Pete said, Pete tabbed it, said we were aggressive tonight. We were aggressive, played like a real football team there. Probably the only thing you could really even talk about is maybe the penalties. We had a few penalties, but sometimes those are aggression. Yes, that could be. It could be. Not all bad. All right. Well, that'll do it from us now. Uh, for, for uh, Until next week, for Pete Wilson and Dan Marr, and special thanks to Hayden Milliken back at the station, this is Dan Dobbins saying so long, everyone. You've been listening to Football Friday Night in Southern Ohio and Jackson Ironman Football on Mix 96 FM and around the world on the Total Media Radio app. Jackson Ironman Football has been brought to you by Ohio Valley Bank, Paisley Permanent Cosmetics, Buckeye Construction and Restoration, Dan Daly State Farm Insurance, Four Winds Community, McDonald's of Jackson, 
H&R Block of Jackson, Malaway Designs and Boho Finds, Jackson County Banking Center, Lockard Insurance, Iron City Implements, Rent to Own, Angles Garage and Wrecker Service, Howard Hanna Realtors, the McNerland Network, Faith and Fitness, Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home, Webb's Heating and Cooling, Brian Moore Construction, and Belicio Foods. Jackson Iron Mid Football on Mix 96 FM is also brought to you by Leella Lanes of Wellston, Atomic Credit Union, Dave's Custom Butchery, Midway Quick Marts, Riser Equipments, Happenings Bistro, Osborne Equipment Service, Holzer Health Systems, Auto and Truck Tire Center, Pig and Steel Roofing and Sidey, Rio Grande Jackson Center, Dakota's Roadhouse, Nimco Propane, Gallia Jackson Meggs Alcohol Drug and Mental Health Board, O. Pfizer Miller Wagon and Flag Attorneys at Law, Honda Suzuki Polaris KM and KO of Jackson, Gillum Insurance Sponsor of tonight's Player of the Game, Hothead Burritos and Sheward Folks Insurance Sponsor of the Coach Andy Hall Pregame Show, and Monroe Collision Center Sponsor of tonight's Hit of the Game. Don't miss a snap of Jackson Ironman football all season long on Mix 96 FM and around the world on the Total Media Radio app. Football Friday night in Southern Ohio is a presentation of Total Media and Jackson County Broadcasting. Now stand by for extended post-game coverage as Football Friday night continues across Southern Ohio on Mix 96 FM. Um, and then that's all. Yep, that's that's uh, everything from me on finals. Um, but yeah, so so let's talk about Wellston a little bit. Yeah, this was a very dominant. Performance. Fill me in on this game because I mean I was listening to it a little bit on the way home, and I mean it just seemed like on both on on all in all three phases, it just seemed like Wellston were were the better team. And, and what does it mean for this program to be able to, you know, from the low of last year? Now they got a win against Oak Hill Week One, a couple of struggles game against teams that you know they were expected to struggle against, but now you get a TVC victory uh, in Week Five. Uh, what does it mean, do you think, for this program? I, I don't know if we have that contact as a head coach. I'd love to speak to him at some point about what it means for the program. Yo, this this was absolutely fantastic for this Wellston football program. I, this was this is a team that that's been beat down week uh, two weeks in a row uh, by Minford and Portsmouth West. A very very impressive win for them uh, to to go out and beat Alexander in the way that they did. I also missed a decent uh, couple chunks of this game just from their their mics going out and and trying to figure out what was going on there. Yeah, shout out again to you guys for for uh, for keeping that on track uh, for keeping um you know it, it's a it's a it's a wild world radio you know you you get stuff like that happening right and then shout out to you Carl and Jacob for for staying on your toes and make and and still getting the broadcast out over the air because that's not an easy feat right even with uh you know everything everything going wrong you know you, you, the show must go on is the is the old adage so. yeah it was a, it was a, it was a rough outing but uh, an audience that didn't get to hear this rough outing has just joined us welcome in our listeners from Jackson you guys got to see a heck of a football game up there. The forty-four to fourteen victory for Jackson over Ross. Uh, this the was Cade a- Wolford show the continues. Wolford I, think, show. I think it's the first thing you have to say is uh, is this kid special. Um, he is a really, really doggone good football player, and <laughs> it's uh, you know you can you can read the stats. I mean, I'm sure some of you have seen his stats from last week. They are 
eye-popping last week, and I'm sure we'll get his stats from this week, and I'm sure they're up there as well. This kid is rounding into form at the perfect time for the Ironmen, and, and they look really good, 3-1 and one now. Obviously, the loss to Ironton is one that was tough to stomach, but I think, it again, it lit a fire in this team. And now, uh, or actually, excuse me, are they four, they four and one, correct? That, yeah, this, this I believe. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're in week five. We're not in week yeah. four. We're, I think now at this point, as we're, we're getting these finals, we're at the halfway point of the regular season. Can you believe that? We're, believe we're flying that. through things. But again, going back to Jackson, they're setting themselves up to be, once again, as we're almost accustomed to saying, a prime contender in Division Three Region 11. It's going to be uh, a tough out. I think this might be, just looking, just based off box score watching, this might be Jackson's most complete performance. Um, you know, when you hold a team like Ross to 14 points, put up 44, you know, Pastor had only had him as 16-point favorites, you cover that and then some. So, you know, you get, they, they won the last two weeks, they have won in contrasting ways. Against Wheelersburg, it was this nose-to-the-grindstone, hard-fought battle where, you know, it went... Really it, Southeast Ohio football. Exactly. And then not Southeast Ohio football last exact week. Opposite. They had to spread it out. They had to do some wild things. Cade Wolford had to put up some wild numbers. Every Jackson player had to do something, especially on the offensive side. And they just about got out of there with a 56-48 win. But now I think, I think Andy Hall will be happier with this week than he was either of the last two weeks, honestly. Because I feel like... And again, I'm not going to put words in, in Andy Hall's mouth, but I feel like when you look at the scoreline and you look at hopefully the way his team performed tonight, he's going to be happy with all his phases, and he's going to be really more intrigued about you know where this team can go. And you know, as 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 they get into FAC play starting next week, you know, it, it, it I feel like he probably feels like his team is in the best spot right now as they get into FAC. Dude, I think you absolutely nailed it and and the reason i think you nailed it is because this win and the way that they did it the manner that they did it in this really tells me that jackson's going to be a scary team in the playoffs they are in a in a very tough region region 11 uh division three uh this was ross playing down from re, uh region eight division two yeah big so, school big yeah school. A big school big school plus it, it, again, the manner that they did it in, they spread it out. They they got a forty, a, a big victory over Ross. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you off Kate Walford's stats Let's from last week, oh, just to remind everybody. Yeah, twenty four touches, four hundred and forty five yards, <laughs> two hundred and fifty six of those were rushing. Get out of here, and then five total <laughs> touchdowns. I did get a text from um, one of our affiliates over in Jackson, uh, Hayden Milliken. If I'm saying that wrong, I apologize, Hayden, but. Uh, Cade had three touchdowns tonight. Again. That's I eight mean, touchdowns in two games. He just continues to do what he does, right? I, at this point, you know, we, we, we kind of knew this coming into the season with Jackson is that it was going to be a lot of the Cade Wolford show. When you lose a guy like Jacob Winters at the quarterback position, and of course it's it's you've got the other, um, you've got his brother at, at quarterback as well. You know, you got the other um, Wolford as well. I believe so. It, it's something like that. But but when you've got the other brother, who, who he's a sophomore, by the way. He's young. He's still very much in the learning process of being a starter for a high school football team. It's only his fifth start, right? And when you're four and one through five starts, you're killing it, right? You're doing what you need to do. And I really think that, again, it's something that I don't know if we'll hear from Coach Hall at some point tonight or at some point over the next week, but it's something I really want to ask him is about the development of 
his quarterback, right? About how, you know, again, replacing Jacob Winters, no easy task. But when you're four and one through five weeks, you're doing a pretty damn good job. And I think that you can really I- increase, you know, you can think about how well you're doing. Um, obviously, wins and losses help. But I think today, again, 44 to 14, when you put together that complete of a performance on both sides of the football, you're going to be feeling good. Heading into conference play, you're going to be feeling really good. And I think that, um, again, I think that that's what, that's what the feeling is down in Jackson right now. 44 to 14 Jackson over Hamilton Ross tonight. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with more scores and updates from around the region on Football Friday kickoff. My name is Maxim Brunke. I'm here with Ethan Sargent. We're going to have, we're going to be joined by Carl Blaylock and Jacob Mata at some point tonight. We are also going to be joined by Eastern Eagles head coach, Eastern uh, Meg's Eagles head coach, Jason Jackson at some point, and hopefully TJ Carper to talk about his big win over Athens. But for now, we're going to take a quick break, and we will see you in a bit. Here's what's on tap this weekend from Bud Light, Up For Whatever, and The Radio. Club Benton features karaoke every Thursday night with Kurt Hayes. Pool tournaments happen on Sundays at 1 p.m., Make sure you check out their Facebook page for employment and entertainment. This Saturday night, enjoy hometown boy Chris Bethel. Stockroom 601 in Jackson's open Wednesday through Saturday. Check out Keno at Stockroom 601. And don't forget pool tournaments now on Wednesdays. Roddy's open for dine-in Thursday through Saturday. Check out their Facebook page for entertainment. American Legion Post 371 in Wellston will feature Euchre on Sunday at 5 p.m. for members and guests. Friday night, enjoy music with Fast Eddie, karaoke, and DJ service. Jackson Elks Lodge will feature Euchre on Monday night at 6 p.m. for members and guests, and they're now open on Sundays at 1 p.m. Six Cents Brewing Company in Jackson will feature Trivia Night on Wednesdays. Check out their Facebook page for entertainment, and make sure you check out the Southern Ohio Stallions Music Facebook page for all their local entertainment dates. That's what's on tap. Have a great weekend from Budweiser. This Bud's for you and the radio. America is kept safe because the Army National Guard responds, protects, and supports our nation when it needs them most. The Army National Guard responds to disasters such as wildfires and floods. They protect us with missile defense, cybersecurity, and civilian support teams for chemical, biological, and radiological hazards. Be there for your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. And yet another major brand just announced. At this time, it appears major advertisers all over the country are refocusing their efforts on radio. As an advertiser, you have to trust your partners to protect your brand's truth. Radio advertising. Trusted to deliver your brand's truth. Radio. It's on. Local radio advertising works. Contact your total media sales pro, Joel Walton, at 740-286-3023. Back in the Ultra Health Studio Football Friday night. Ethan Sergeant Matt Grunty in the studio. And man, a lot of scoring around the 7-4-0 tonight. Lots we have scoring. a big time final to report, Max. Tell us. That Southern Eastern Beaver game is over. Not sure what happened at the end of it, as it, the last update was 50-43. to 43. Well, Southern goes down, they score. 
Don't know if they try to go oh, for they, two. I don't know. Oh, I didn't. Really I don't know if they try to go for two or if they if they went to kick it and tie it up and missed. But that game finished fifty two forty nine. A Eastern Beaver win, keeping the undefeated season alive. What a way to do it! Unbelievable. I mean, you have to. I, you got to know what happens at the end of that game. We 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 got to find out. And um, at at some point, surely we will. We're gonna hear from. Jason Jackson shortly, as 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 we mentioned, um, you know we're we're looking forward to hearing from him because again, like we were talking about before the break, this is a statement victory for the Eastern Eagles as a program, right? The, Jason Jackson has completely, in just two years of work, rebuilt this program from the ground up, and I, I think that this is a uh, this is an Eastern Eagles team that has potential to make a long and special playoff run. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. This is uh it's a really interesting um region that they're in. That that region 27 just it's it's very top heavy. And uh depending on what River can pull together here, it might uh it might be an interesting playoff run for both of these teams, but but listen, Ethan, what about the offensive power here? I we I don't think we've seen this from from Eastern Beaver in a in a game where it's needed to happen. It's, well, it's only important, been it's yeah. We got to distinguish the Easterns here as we talk about two different yeah, Eastern it's, Eagles. It's, it's, it, a, it's a very tough. It, it deal. is. It's a difficult one. We got Eastern Beaver who are also five and zero, but they won in much different fashion tonight, fifty to forty nine over. The, um, oh, were we talking about Eastern Megs? I apologize. Yes, we My were, we fault. Were See, and that's Megs. where I got it. And that's, that's why I got it. So Eastern Megs, the Eastern Megs Eagles and the Eastern Beaver Eagles are both 5-0. and And they are both in Division 7, Region 27. And they are both off to one of the best starts in program history. Are they on a collision course? We'll see. That, that, that'll be, that'd be something, right? Eastern versus Eastern. It happened in basketball, actually. I, I, do, I did cover the Eastern a lot uh, for, for, for Hardwood Heroes over at WAB Public Media, and we, we cover, obviously, the, the, the playoffs. And, obviously, playoffs are a little bit different in basketball. There's not seven divisions. There's four. But Eastern are in the smallest one, four there. And so both Easterns are. And the Eastern Lady Eagles took on the Eastern, the Eastern Lady Eagles in the first round of the basket, women's basketball playoffs that's confusing and the 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 eastern megs eagles were, were dominant in victory they ended up winning uh i can't remember the final score but they they won by a lot is, is what you need to know um you know there's the, it's it, it doesn't take much to write the storylines there and it's a very distinct possibility that these two may end up running into each other in a, a regional quarterfinal or regional semi Oh yeah, uh, and it will be just as confusing as it is now. But uh, no, it, it, it's it's really fascinating, and um, it, it's concerning for Eastern Megs, uh, seeing as they couldn't put together the offensive prowess against Waterford. Can they do that against Eastern Beaver, a team that is is probably better on both sides of the ball than Waterford? But um, Eastern Eastern Megs walks away with a twenty-one to twenty victory tonight. Very impressive win. Over Waterford. Just one one more score that rolled in here while we were talking to you. Um, well, here's the big one in Cincinnati. St. Xavier loses to Moeller. That game finished 20-10. to 10. Uh, Same score as when we last left it to you. And my in Fairview. Will, my dad will not be happy. No, he, he will not be happy. St. X uh, alumni right there. Um, but Fairview, Kentucky, the, um, traveling up to Green. 
loses or excuse me defeats green in that one 36 to 12 sorry i gave gave ethan our attack on that one yeah. but um <laughs> Uh, another some upset for green if they had been able to pull it off. Yeah, and and that's another that's another thing is um oh, one more before before we get into it, but Morgan uh defeats Kashakton in a in a what seems like a, it seemed like a very interesting game as our uh, Athens uh commentator Cedric Granger walks into the room. Cedric what is, is up, in Cedric? The building. You got to take in a pretty fun game, Cedric. Uh Athens again. You know, looking confident, looking, uh, you know, like a team that can compete once again, but they fall just short to VC. What was the final score, Cedric? Yeah, 35 to 14 13. or 13. Yeah. So why was the score? So you texted us in our group chat that the score line is misleading. Explain to the viewers why that was misleading. Yeah, it just breaks your heart to see the score in that way for a game that was so much closer than that. So we're talking about eight minutes left to go in quarter number four. Athens, they're down 14 to 13. Going for an extra point uh, yeah. to tie the game. And I think the question was whether Nathan White would go for the extra point or go for the two-point conversion. The Bulldogs, they've been at about like a 70% clip at converting extra points throughout this season. They've also had their fair share of kicks blocked. That happened against Marietta. It happened against Galley Academy with field goal attempts. And it happened, I believe, did it happen against Philo? I'm not sure, though. It mm. might have been... Um, either a blocked extra point or something to get to that situation. Uh, but that's one of those things where you just sit there and you're like, my goodness. So do they go for the two-point conversion? Do they go for the extra point? They rolled the dice in a big special teams play mm. by Vin County, getting there for the block. It was blocked by number 21, Brady Woltz. And after that, it was all Vikings from that point on. So a touchdown drive where the Vikings, they got a great kickoff return. They had the ball in plus territory. They converted on a 45-yard drive, ending in a Sean Bourne, which part with Sean Bourne, big game for him right there. Four touchdowns on the night. He's one of those players that you could say is one of the players of the night and was the player of the game for sure. He made some great pass that quarterback. One passing touchdown, three rushing touchdowns. Uh, but after that, they scored a touchdown. And then here's the big kicker. Literally a kicker because it was yeah, on the yeah. kickoff. So onside kick by Vinton County. I mean, I don't know if it was intentionally an onside kick. I think they were just trying to find any ways to get it away from Leo Martin, who had a kickoff return touchdown mm. earlier in the game. They did not want to give him a chance to try to tie things up with a big return. And Vinton County, they decided to go with a little bit of a line drive kick into the up men. So Cooper Hayburn, the kicker for Vinton County, kicked it with all he had into one of the up men for Athens, bounces off of his chest into the hands of a Vikings player. So I just feel for Braden Young in that situation where you're down eight points looking to tie up the game. You have four minutes or five minutes to work with, and you don't even get the chance to do it because then, once again, Sean Moore makes a beautiful pass to Matt Hembury, 36 yards down the field to get Vinton County at the one, and then Sean Bourne able to punch it in on the a la Jalen Hurts style mm. QB oh, sneak, which he had a couple of yeah. those types of touchdowns there where you know, Vin County got I know they got those in. big boys up front, they and do. you know we talk about Hunter Hoyt all the time, and a couple of those other big guys you know, on Ashton both. Ashton Allman, of course. Yep, Ashton Allman as well. Where they play, play both offensive and defensive line, and it just makes your life so difficult because you got to fight against these these hard nosed big guys. They're bigger than most of these high school linemen. They're they just tower over like big dudes. They're towering over big dudes, and they just dominate the line of scrimmage. It's what sets Vinton County apart from so many of these teams. And I mean, again, I hate to circle back. This matchup, but that VCNY game in a few weeks, week nine, is going to be a big time football game. Going back to Athens, though, you know, you mentioned Leo Martin. He was a 
a, clearly a bright spot tonight as well. What else did you like about what you saw from the Bulldogs? So I love that the Bulldogs did not go away from the run. We talked about this in our AFC North show actually a couple days ago where whenever you have to deal with runs and you deal with teams that are down in a the game, they decided to just give up on the run. But the Bulldogs, they didn't do that. They stuck with Alex Pirro, and he got better as the game went on. I thought that was a huge factor for the Bulldogs. Not abandoning the run, Pirro found himself some positive yards. Looks like we got a call. That indeed we do, Cedric. On the line right now is none other than one of the happier coaches in the TVC tonight, Mr. Jason Jackson, head coach of the Eastern Eagles. Coach, how are you doing tonight? Hey, we appreciate you guys having us on and letting us talk about our kids. We're very excited, very happy, um, very fortunate that we pulled out that win. Waterford and Coach McCutcheon has a very good football team, and they deserve a bunch of credit. Uh, they had some really good stuff that we had not seen, and they used it wisely. <laughs> And we're very happy, though, for our kids. Uh, our kids, you know, said themselves at the end of the game, they love those wins where we've won 55 to a score or 40 to a score, but they said this was much more rewarding. That was their number one goal in January, and uh, they met that goal. So very happy, very excited, you know, very, very fortunate to get that 21-20 to 20 win. Uh, because we know that, that that could easily went the other way. Yeah, you said it. It very much could have gone the other way. Take me through the emotions. I mean, you go up 14 nothing. You know, you're on a roll. You're on a high. And then, like, out of nowhere, 20 unanswered from the Wildcats. And then you have to go down, score, take the lead. It must have been a roller coaster. Um, what was the atmosphere like? And kind of take me through what the game felt like on the sidelines. Yeah. Well, the first thing, I told them Monday, our guys, I said, when you get two great teams that come together like this, I said, it's going to boil down to three things. And, the, and number one is mistakes, the team with the least mistakes, the team with the least amount of turnovers, and special teams will play huge in this game. I was 100% right, and I'm not patting myself on the back. I've just been around long enough to, to see it. But their special teams in the first half absolutely broke our back. If we take a 14 to nothing lead, we give up a big kickoff return that puts them on a short field, maybe you know 30 yards for a score. And then we give up a uh, – we had an awesome punt by uh, our sophomore, Ethan Edwards. He's our quarterback. We had a great punt, and they busted our uh, punt coverage, and they get another short field, and they put the ball in the end zone. You know, so it, that's what it came down to, you know, was mistakes, turnovers, special teams. So – we come in at halftime, and we told them, like, guys, you know, this reared its ugly head on us, and what are you going to do? Are you going to fold the tents up? Or are you going to come out and correct what we know we did wrong? It's the schemes we had were right, you know. Um, the ideas that we have is what, how we wanted to attack some stuff was right. It was just mistakes kind of hurt us. And uh, that's what happened. You know, they come out. you got to give Coach McCutcheon a ton of credit. They changed up a little bit of how they were attacking us on defense with kind of a spread, short passing game and moved and, and turned and ate up a ton of clock in the third quarter. And they went down and scored. <laughs> so, you know, they went up, you know, 20 to uh, 14. And our guys, I got to give credit to our guys, though, because we answered. 
you know, our guys came back and answered, and we went on a drive, and then turnovers kind of happened for us. We are very fortunate. Uh, our guys believe in our philosophy that our defense can make their own breaks. Uh, we practice forcing turnovers every day. Um, we tell our defense, you got to have a mindset that you can score on the play just like the offense. And we forced a turnover after a little drive they were putting. Brandon Oldacre recovered. I believe it's his fourth or fifth of the year. And we ran the clock down, clear to a minute 30. And it's one of the most bizarre situations I've ever seen. Our quarterback, Ethan Edwards, got tied up into a, on a Waterford player's cleat, and it untied his shoe. So usually what I've always seen is when something like that happens on the field, equipment, they stop the clock, they let you tie your shoe, and then you're allowed to continue play. Well, he was tying his shoe, and they said, you're taking too much time, you're out of the game, you have to sit out of play. <laughs> and I said, wait, what? I, I've never heard of that. What? Let him tie his shoe. They were adamant. So uh, there was a timeout, and I said, guys, let in a game like this, you got to let the players decide the outcome. Because we... Our, our backup quarterback came in. He's Cooper Barnett, great quarterback. He's actually our spread quarterback, but he had to go under center, and it's just awkward. He's our tight end, and uh, we lost four yards. So, you know, we went for it on fourth down. They got the ball back with about a minute 30. Uh, their quarterback, number three, is a freshman, and his name slips my mind right now. An excellent quarterback. I'll, I'll be honest. That's the next Jake Panelitis. I'm not kidding you. That kid was slippery uh, for a freshman, very tough. We had a hard time in the first half and the third quarter getting a beat on him to get him sacked. But finally, our guy stepped up. We sacked him a couple times late, right there around a minute. Uh, got down to about 35 seconds, and he threw a pick. Uh, C.J. Smeeks, for us, sealed the game for us. with a. He's one of our safeties, and he sealed a pick. So, um Definitely amazing feeling for our kids, you know. And I'm, I'll just admit to you, for our coaches, too. Our coaches, our assistant coaches, work so hard. I mean, sacrifice so much this week for the win. And uh, that's what we ask our kids, you know. Do, do something a little extra. Sacrifice your time with something, you know, not your family, not schoolwork, but maybe put your phone down and study plays a little more this week. And, and our kids did, so... You know, just an all-around great win for the community here at Eastern and the school. Uh, super, super job by our kids. They, they didn't quit. Easily could have went the other way. That is an absolutely fantastic breakdown. You told it. You told it extremely there. well. That, that is that oh, was appreciate fantastic. I, yeah, I really I feel like I was it. there. I feel yeah, like I, I, was there. I do too. I, I, I love that. I, I got the play-by-play on that, and the uh, it seemed like emotions were high, and the atmosphere was great. But I, what I what I keep coming back to when I think about Eastern football and and you as a coach is is how how much this program has really transformed uh, in your tenure now and and you're doing a great job down there. This is a, a massive win for for you personally and the program. How how are you feeling about the rest of the well, season coming up? You have two so, big games against out of state opponents. Yeah. yeah. So let me say this first. You know, I appreciate the the gesture and the kind words there about me. But realistically, these kids have been raised right. Their parents, the community, the school, 
their youth coaches, their middle school coaches. You know, they've. Here's what I keep telling them. I tell this to our kids all the time. You've been built by a, a very super awesome community. All we're doing as varsity coaches is sharpening you. You got this great built metal body and mind, and all we're doing is sharpening you guys. You know, they're built in the, for this and the, and the way we play. Um, you know, our, you know, one of our themes is just, you know, don't back down, you know, and that's how they play. That's who they are. And we just sharpen them, you know, and, uh, I, I, I don't, I feel uncomfortable a lot of times taking credit. I, it, you know, I'm just a, an old country boy that loves football. I've coached for 30 years, 29 years, close to 30 years. And, um, I just enjoy the game. But what I enjoy more is the personalities and the kids and, and, and how they approach the game. So, yeah, I, I, it is awesome as a coach to see your work, you know, to see what you put in actually come to fruition and be like, okay, we're actually winning some games. I tell the kids, I told them today, I said, I don't care what the score is at the end. I really don't, whether it's win or loss, all I care about is you give your best effort. I care about the game of life. I mean, I want you guys, when the game of life has got you down, to keep fighting, and that's all we got to do. So, you know, I, I know some people say, oh, that's just coach speak, but that's that's who I am, and that's how I was raised. So I, I kind of fit well here, you know. I mean, I grew up on a farm, and there's a lot of farm kids here, and I'm so proud of them. Um, I've always said this about our guys here, that – you know, I, I, I kind of, yeah, they're workhorses, but they're also racehorses. What do you, what happens when you call on a racehorse? They give you more. And 